are dialed into Sword Chomp FM, 69.9 FM, The Chomp, where we take a bite out of your gaming-related questions and leave you with a little something to chew on. Note to self, that doesn't really make any sense. <clears throat> Don't you dare touch that dial, you creepy little bastards. This is exactly where you want to be for the next three hours, as we are broadcasting from the depths of the dark web, swordchomp.com as well. We answer your burning questions. Uh, we also break down some of the biggest video games available now. Hades, Crash Bandicoot 4, Mortal Shell, Suicide of Rachel Foster, Spelunky 2, Going Under, and more. And we only have a few hours before the FCC shuts us down, like last time. So uh, we should probably get to some introductions here, uh, if you will. The esteemed panel of Dear Abby-style disc jockeys that are here today to give you advice uh, that will forever change your life. Forever. From New York, soaring through the airwaves. That's the sound of you soaring through the airwaves. Uh... <laughs> That sounded That's much not... more like you peeling a condom off. Well, that I've well, never Morgan wouldn't know what off. that sounds like. Yeah, so. exactly. So pure coincidence. But now I know. I know. Yeah, now I know what that sounds like. I'm You've learning got a something. Frame of reference. <laughs> um, Rich is joining us here. He's also known as Rich. Meister Zero on the Instagram if you want to follow him um, because that's your motto, right? From hero to zero. That's what that's what the motto is, right, Rich? Uh, sure. Uh, that helps zero. you, I guess. At least that's what um, Disney's Hercules taught me. That's a great it, song. It is. It's true. Rich is putting a, a, a spin on the classic. Uh, that means I spent far too much time today thinking about your Instagram handle, buddy. So uh, that's uh, You might have. It's just my name. And the placeholder zero. Look, you don't fuck around with zero, all right? There were a lot of new metal bands that made sure zero was a part of their gotta, name. All right? And that's why they've all been it. forgotten. <laughs> and no, that's, hey, they're doing really well. True, true story. This is a true story. They're going to Before, Great Falls. That's why they're doing so well. <laughs> True, no, true story. Before Linkin Park was Linkin Park, they were zero. X-E-R-O. Well, Don't just so you know, there's still zero in my heart. Oh, come on, Rich. Rich, your your <laughs> Rich is breaking for. up a little bit. Uh, we can't. We might be losing his connection. We'll see if we can get him back no, on the that's line here. Stronger than ever. I got a great ping over here. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Boom! All ah. right. Uh, thanks. What? <laughs> yeah, we were playing Overwatch, and I asked her what her ping oh, yeah, was. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, nice save. Yeah. Nice save. Good game, of friends. Which is also what she was doing in Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving not very good. your ass. Uh, thanks Thank for being here, Rich. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Josh. You, once you started talking about Overwatch, I knew you got excited. Uh, as they would say, yippee Kaye, mother cluckers. Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. So, so mother cluckers is where we draw the line. That's right, That's right no, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> it's we talk cluckers. about everything else under the sun, Josh, but we don't say. I, I'm glad I know where the line is now. Mother it's, cluckers. It's, it's the true. FCC said good to finally swear. have that nailed down. That, that was did you say like, that, did you say GFCC as in Great Falls? <laughs> GFCC. <laughs> that was like, they're monitoring this ham radio frequency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're uh, like, is Morgan Barnes saying something offensive about our city? Doctor Sunshine's yeah. back. The pirate radio madman. They've been, <laughs> they, yeah, they've been they've been following our show pretty heavily until we had to move to the dark web. Um, no, cluckers like a foul. 
like a bird. Cluck. Hmm. Also, I, I, I don't also, think an, I don't think anybody missed that joke. But thank you. Oh for well, explaining. I was I was gonna say if people don't know this. If you try to watch Die Hard on TV, that's how they edit it. He goes Yippee ki Mother Cluckers. No, it's Yippee ki Mr. Falcon. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I thought yeah. it was Mother Cluckers. Don't you Cluckers. feel foolish? Well, hey, Rich, maybe different stations do different things. It's true. I don't, I don't, I don't know the TV. I was watching the Disney Channel. Um, it's been a while since Hard I've watched a movie <laughs> edited down to TV. That's that's a thing that I, we used to do all the time, and I've, yeah. I've not experienced a movie a edited for TV in a long I, time. Yes. I haven't flown it all this year, so it's been a while since I've seen an edited version of a film. I, I was I was thinking about that. Like I remember when I was growing up, my stepmother, like I'd be watching TV when I got off of work, like doing homework, and then of course five o'clock came on, and she's like, "All right, you got to get off the TV. It's time for Law and Order." I was like, "Yeah," because I'm sure everybody does that. But like I was thinking Boom about is on. That's right. I was thinking about when I was 14, I would like sit down and watch movies on television and suffer through the commercials and. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, I can't remember the last time I've ever done that. We didn't know. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. My, my mom's so sweet. When you said that, um, that law and order thing, I just thought about how my mom, she just sits around watching something called blue bloods with, uh, <laughs> are they sure it wasn't when I said blue bloods. Is that what you said? Blue bloods. Oh, yeah, that's man. literally what he said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, Donnie Wahlberg's in blue. I'm Bloods. I'm losing it. Is he really? Donnie Wahlberg is still an actor. Yeah. He was in blue bloods for like 15 seasons or, Probably still in Blue Bloods because I bet you that show's still on the fucking air. It's got a very old and slightly no pudgy one, Tom. No Selleck one can ever there, tell you. So. It's it's at all times currently on and off the air because no one cares to tune in to find out. If you ever wanted to see a TV show yeah. where you could see Tom Selleck and Donnie Wahlberg having dinner together, do I have a show for you? I've never even heard of it, let alone know that it had fifteen seasons. I'm really yeah, out might of the be an exaggeration. I mean, but it's it's broken ten for sure. It's been on the air yeah. forever. It just, I mean, it has nothing spawning. on Supernatural or One Piece. <laughs> Supernatural. One, yeah. Oh man, it's Supernatural. I heard uh, Blue Bloods is about to get into the whole cake arc. Oh wow! <laughs> Hopefully, it has its own CP9 arc later on. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping they delve uh, into Rob Luigi's character. Donnie Wahlberg goes Bloods. Gear Second. Look, guys, Punches I think some criminals. I know you guys are enjoying these One Piece references, but you have to remember no one actually watches that show. So It's only the most popular anime in Japan. <laughs> that can't be. That can't be a real thing. Absolutely <laughs> is. Absolutely is. Do they just have it on in daycare? Yeah, the only or issue here, like even if someone is a fan of it, they'd have to have been a fan for about 25 years to be caught up with the references they're making because, right yeah. now. Yeah. Shay, didn't you tell me it was like your favorite show, but you hadn't even like seen like half of them? Uh, it is my favorite show, and I'm I am a little bit behind, yeah. But I like a, that's, that's, like, that's that's kind of my style. With, question. That's kind of my story. Like He's my, still seen my deal with the show. Episodes. Like, I let it build up that way. I just go on a marathon when I'm depressed for one weekend. I do and then the it same pulls exact me right back thing. out. Yeah. I will let 30 episodes stack up, and then I will do exactly what you're describing. Exactly, it's freaking great. But we're not yeah. here to talk about One Piece. That, yeah. uh, that some shows are more likely podcast. to be your favorite if you've not watched all of them, <laughs> like Game of Thrones. That's right. You're hey. on Oops All Anime. There's only one piece I want to talk about, and that belongs to our switchboard operator, it's the race car do, from do, Monopoly. Do, do, do. He's going to be letting the the uh, calls come through the floodgates. There, his name is Shay Thanks, Layton, Professor <laughs> Professor Layton. Uh, his last name, of course, is 
lay ton because he gets laid a ton. Am I right? Oh, that's right. Three years to stumble on that. I'm here live today. (laughs) I I know. I'm here live on the radio. No, 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 no. Some pussy. I don't know if we have the capacity for Kenny today. <laughs> the FCC no. is not going to be down with him. <laughs> the GFCC doggy. is going <laughs> to shut us down. A little bit of a split personality there. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't uh, that be crazy if... Uh, no, let's not joke about that, actually. I'm not going to joke about that. <laughs> if you that say was... his name three times, you'll summon him to the studio, so it's mm-hmm. best to just let it go. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, That's fair. You, you know guys have said it twice that? now. Don't say it a third time. Uh-huh. We had we had a, just as a true story, um, Rich. When we first started this podcast four years ago, we had. Uh, so if you're first time listening, um, you should go back because we have four years of podcasts, and they get progressively worse as it goes on. It's it's really a fascinating thing. It gets progressively worse if you start at either end and go on. Yes, yeah. just yes. like Blue Bloods. Uh-huh. But the middle is actually pretty okay. Yeah, it's just it's... the beginning and the end are bad. Um, at some point, it's just gonna get. Filth, just straight filth. We're gonna talk about filth for two hours and then games for ten. Cool. Really, that's 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 what we're here for. That's that's um, the goal. But the the uh, the story, Rich, is that uh, we were having it was the only podcast we ever almost missed. We actually did miss it in four years. We had to fill it with another podcast. It was a Tomb Raider interview I did. Um, and but Josh was feeling so bad that day. This was like early, like four or five podcasts into our show that he just like stormed off the podcast, and then we were all joking on, and he disappeared. We didn't know where he was, smoking a cigar or something. Um, you know, one of those things where, you know, I'm going to go get the cigarettes, and then he never comes back. So, and then we were just like, I we were sitting that. around, and we, like 45 minutes later, we were like, what if we just started chanting his name? Joshua Fowl, Joshua Fowl, Joshua Fowl. And he showed up. It was the creepiest thing. He just slid back into his seat, and he had and no idea. John Cena. So, <laughs> I don't the dark arts are real. You just have to be careful. That's what I, that's the moral mm-hmm. of the story. Mm. Um, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyways, I'm General Mountain Time here, of course, from Montana, and I'm really excited about this uh, special radio call-in listener spectacular that we have planned today. Um, by the way, ladies, if you like this show a lot, please don't be afraid to f- find my inbox, the mm. DMs, General mm. Mountain Time on yeah. Instagram. You don't want to do that. All spelled out. General Mountain Time. Yeah. Hmm. G E N E R A L. Don't don't spell it out. If they can't figure <laughs> out how to spell it, I don't think you want them there. You know, I was I'm I was talking really about Morgan. Be... <laughs> hey Morgan, let's let's pivot and talk uh, about the topic. Let's not talk about your inbox. I had something amazing to talk about there and I, I'm not going to be able to go for that joke. Um, but, yeah, we have an incredible call-in. So, yeah, Shay, he's, he's, uh, Professor Layton is operating the switchboard, Shay. That's right. The power's in your hands. All right. So, here's what we're doing today. Here, live, for the first time ever on Sore Chomp, we are bringing in guests to ask us advice on gaming. And we are going to... Re- answer them live um i'm really excited for this this is uh, a segment that we've never done before i'm just absolutely elated to do this um it's gonna be really fun so first we are joined by the one the only jason holbrook jason welcome how are you doing buddy i'm doing great how are you guys good man it's good to see you it's the this is actually one of the few times like 
we've sat down and talked not through text. Um, yeah. we did, the, we, we did that, um, we did that game session, uh, what was it? Cards Against Humanity during the beginning yes. of the pandemic, which was awesome. So it's cool, man. It's, it's been a while since we talked. Yeah, no, it had been a minute, but it's, uh, I talked to Morgan quite a bit every once in a while, but, uh, it's good to see you guys. First, um, Jason, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited you're here. I know you're a first time listener, long time caller. So, uh, I see you're in the you outer much. world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I yes. I, I decided my man. room is a little bit messy, so I'd go with this. Hey, I respect that, man. Mm-hmm. They only <laughs> keep back. They only keep backgrounds in Skype for the mediocre games. That's um, that's right. Hey, that's right. I, I I was looking. There isn't one for Death Stranding, so I'm not really sure. What well, he said mediocre, not shit. But oh, anyways, okay, that's uh, a good point. It's got to be a floor somewhere. <laughs> Look at Morgan's face right now. <laughs> I, know, I, I think if something that. is wrong with the connection. It seems I'm having trouble hearing you guys. No, oh. you heard me. So, Jason, <laughs> you need some today. advice today, and we are going to help you. Sorechomp is here for all your gaming needs. What can we help you with, man? All right, guys. So, my question. I know all of you have busy lives, real jobs, kids, wives. I was curious how you kind of balance getting in your game time when you have all this going on as well as making the podcast. Mm. If I could, Jason, I'd like to take the lead on this one, pass it around. Um, Fantastic question, Jason. Again, thanks for being on the show. The most important thing to do is ignore your family and friends. Uh, Every morning I wake up and I look into my three beautiful daughter's eyes and I think... How are the different ways I can find to ignore you today so I can focus on what really matters? Swordchomp. Swordchomp.com and all of our related content. And uh, my wife and as well. Luigi. I'm just blessed to have such a beautiful, <laughs> loving wife, uh, Shelby. But unfortunately, you know, you have to keep your priorities straight if you want to survive in this business. So um, that's really what it is. Make sure you put your family, friends, and those that love you most behind your, your gaming passions. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. What about the rest of you guys? That's really good advice. Um, you know, I do uh, something similar. Uh, what I'd advise to you is if you're ever invited out anywhere, insist that uh, your friends and family come to you. And then you can just kind of keep doing what you're doing and treat them like background noise. I also haven't uh, slept since the Carter administration. I don't even that know the Carter administration That was Nick Carter, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, I figured he was going to go Aaron God, I must have been too distracted with gaming to, to remember Carter. that administration. That was positive the only thing side I effect. That, that administration was Hubert? Maybe. I don't know. Josh, Josh what do you got? What do you got, Josh? Yeah, um, mine takes a little investment. A little investment. Um, but if you can teach one child to take care of the others... Then you and, you know, your wife and really all your free time is yours again immediately. It just takes a minor investment and, you know, and you only have to neglect the one child that way. That's smart. Yeah. It's true. It's better for your conscience. It's like those it's like those sim games that are the rage now. You just like you set it up to where one child is taking care of the other one and it's on like a timer, right? So he just checks back in on it every now and then to make sure that the child's being taken care of properly. So, um, I mean, or I mean, if you want to, 
Exactly. They'll figure it out. If you don't, then you don't know that anything's gone wrong. So sink or swim. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, in all seriousness, I didn't tell the guys I was gonna do this. I'm I'm letting them do the joking advice. I'm gonna give the real advice. That way we're not just sitting here trolling our our awesome people who are coming in. What about jokes? What jokes? Jokes. Morgan said that thing about neglecting his family. That's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All true. No, I, no, it's a joke. Yeah, no, I <laughs> joke. <laughs> no, in in all seriousness, like I'm not saying the other guys ha- don't have busy schedules because they do, but um, I'd say I like I'm probably the home at home the least out of the four guys, and so my best plan of attack is I do a little bit of switch gaming on the train when I'm heading home. I have good twenty thirty minutes to do that. Um. I make sure I just kind of like block everything out in increments. So when I get home, I make sure I do any kind of like working out or stretching anything like physically related that I'm trying to do. And then after that, um, I, I have already meal prepped my dinner. I meal prep on Sundays. That way I control my portions to watch my weight or whatever I'm trying to do. And also because I want to be lazy during the weekdays because I'm busy and I'm working. And yeah. so I eat that really quickly, and then I have a little bit of time for gaming. I have an hour or two hours every night that I can uh, plug into some games, and that's what I do. And that's kind of how I, I personally stay on top of gaming um, for the podcast. So really, it's also, just time management. One other thing, um, since we're speaking of on top, but he also has a TV mounted above his bed and dating requirements that everyone else is a top. Um, so we can actually get in a little <laughs> more gaming time whenever he brings uh, a special someone home. Uh, Did you have to get yeah, like a special contract? A little bit, you might be able to see it. Yeah, it's, it's actually really smart. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to give true. all my sec- I, secrets. I like. Away. I love the idea that she, like, we have three children, but Shay is somehow out and about in the world. You know more than we are. You know, I also have no children. And I, I think I, I'm out and about in the world a lot more too. You know, just <laughs> yeah. doing whatever, um, scavenging. Uh huh. One thing. He, one thing you didn't say though, Jason, as we wrap this up, is that uh, Che has now become the new person where I message over the past year, and he's like, "Yeah, I played a little, and then I I started to fall asleep. I was tired. Oh, did you? Yeah, I started to play a little, and I started. That's once you get in the night gaming, it's a dark road." Dude, it's terrible. I I put it on Twitter the other day. Like, legitimately, I was playing Hades. I fell asleep playing Hades, and I woke up two levels later. I somehow played, beat two levels to get to the next level while I was asleep. Yeah, it's like highway hypnosis. Creepy. Yeah. I don't. Like you know, in the morning, I I don't actually know how to get to my job, but I get in my car every morning and I get there. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, once my dad fell asleep while driving, and instead of trying to shock him awake, I just held the steering wheel over the rumble strips on the side until he eventually woke up himself. That's fine. Kinda, yeah, just kind of <laughs> hold him there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about uh, Jason, even though I have three children myself. At some point, all those kids have to go to sleep. At some point, that's fair. they're yeah. sleeping. Well, J- Jason, does that answer your question? Did, did we did we give you anything useful here, or was it just? No, I, think, I, I think it was definitely very helpful. I think you're gonna take away to neglect your family, time management, 
and put a TV above your bed because it really helps. <laughs> but yeah, I do, dude. I do like the TV above the bed idea. That's that's perfect. I'm telling you, man, it's great. It's great. Like imagine imagine getting a kill streak (laughs) as you bring someone ultimate pleasure. Well, at the same time, (laughs) that that is the best thirty seconds of their life, and we'll leave it at that. But Jason, dude, seriously, thank you so much for doing this. You were the first ever live caller we've had on here for this kind of. Uh, dog and pony show that we had here. So, dude, seriously, thank you so much for volunteering and being a part of it. Pony shows, no, are definitely. Really I, I, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me for sure. Yeah, man. Well, where Thanks, can Jason. anybody check you out if they want to get in touch with you to talk about gaming and putting a TV above your bed? Well, uh, my Instagram handle is JW Holbro, um, and my Twitch I actually just uh, changed it to at X the X Danza X. There you go. Get at him if you want to talk to him. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being here, and we will talk to you later. All right. Go thanks, on. guys. Thanks, man. Take care. See you, man. You too. Peace out. He's the whole bro, not just a piece of the bro. The he's, not, he's not a piece. He's all of the bro. The entire one piece. The whole bro. Yeah. We're talking about one piece again? We That's are. what I heard. Yes, I know. Yeah. We, one piece. And, uh, well, you know, we don't have one piece here, but we have two. Two dorks with forks. That's right. I'm queuing up for my buddy, Andrew, who actually on Instagram, which I'm alluding to because you guys are like, what the fuck is this intro? Is he actually has an Instagram where he cooks with his wife and he they talk about the food that they make, the adventures and stuff. So that's kind of what I was trying to segue into. I didn't land the mark, but you know what? Here's Andrew nonetheless. Andrew, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, guys. How's it going? Great. Uh, doing great. It's going. Andrew, yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. It's hard to say. <laughs> We're doing Andrew, the thing. Ha- happy to have you on. I got to tell you, I love to, uh, dor- what is it? Uh, dorks with forks. Um, but I got to tell you, I think dorks with sporks uh, m- might be the, the future. So That could be the, uh, the spinoff that we'll be seeking in the future. Love a good I'll sport. keep that in mind. Especially when I eat Taco Bell and all the gross <laughs> shit falls down into the wrapper. I what just the use fuck? The spork. Well, well, you're not supposed to pick up your caco with the Taco Bell wrappers and the sporks. Caco? It's just a... Sp- Supposed to go straight into the toilet. Yeah, no. The hell supposed, that's what they serve at Taco Bell. I said caca. You're supposed caca. to unwrap oh. the taco caca. before you eat it. <laughs> Do they still have sporks at Taco Bell? Is that still Do a they thing? St- or they... I, hold on, I'll go check. <laughs> hold on. Let me call <laughs> the Taco Bell manager that I have on <laughs> let's, speed. Let's dial. take a break. Let's Taco take a Bell break. Bell manager. Uh, let's take we'll a, be right a back break. With more of the this will be cast. like this will be like that Twitch stream where I like went to the bank yeah, and left the stream going. That happened. Me and me and Rich planned to play uh, Hot Shots Golf, and then he got on there and said, oh, my subscription was canceled. So I stayed on the stream while he drove to the bank. What, really a, what, a, what a card. What a card. Yeah. But let's, let's quit rambling. Andrew, thank rambling. you for being here, man. I really appreciate you doing this. This is a new segment that we're trying out. You're getting to be an awesome part of it, and we seriously, we appreciate you. And you came in because you have a burning question you need some gaming advice and we have assembled here at Sorechomp to help you out with your gaming needs what can we help you with buddy so the burning question that i need cream oh so badly for 
Um, with the next-gen consoles approaching within six weeks or five, give or take, um, based on the podcast, probably five weeks at that point, how are you guys planning on handling your backlog with the old or current-gen consoles when the new consoles are coming out? Yeah, you have backwards compatibility, but how are you guys managing to finish playing or pick up the games that you haven't even started for your previous generation? I think Mm. I I can take point on this one because this is something that's been... I've been thinking about this quite a bit, to tell you the truth. Um, my my easy answer is just give up. Just uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Just read a Wikipedia article, and uh, if somebody asks you how the game was, just say it was thought-provoking. Hmm. I like that. That's simple, elegant. We're learning so much about the analysis we get on the podcast. Yeah, I, yeah that's... Hmm. I have a similar take as far as final outcome of it, um, but I think kind of kind of the opposite, uh, you know, perspective to take there. Never give up on it. Continue to add to that backlog until you die. It's going to continue to grow, and it's going to give you an ulcer because you're not going to make progress. It's um, what I, I think I'm up over about a hundred games in my backlog now. Um, you will not finish it. Um, That's actually doubled since last year, Josh. Yeah, you could you could eventually will the backlog to someone you hate. Is like your kids, for example. Yeah, Mm. exactly, exactly. Long run or long run. This this weight that you could hang around someone else's neck (laughs) is is worth (laughs) all all the ulcers, all the heartache, all the uh, all the low self esteem you give yourself along the way. That's fair. It's true. Morgan, what were you gonna say? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he could, if he wants to give it to someone he hates, he could will it to me. Um, because I think I'd look at Josh's backlog and be like, "What the fuck? What am I looking at? What are these games?" No, and I uh, laughed that... at the prospect of him outliving any of us. <laughs> hey, you know I. You know, I've seen how you eat, man. No, Come on. No drinking. No. Uh, no cigars. I have a little cookie dough here and there. Um, you know. You go to the gym. It's it all. It all. For the record, up. I haven't had a beer in two hours. <laughs> I'm proud. Get of that you. man a beer. If if I die, it'll be because uh, soda is burned through my esophagus and I can no longer swallow. Get a tracheotomy. Um, <laughs> that'd be hot. Tra- <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, it's Let's a go it's a have great him go question, ahead and Andrew. hook up a soda fountain right into the hole. Hi and welcome <laughs> to the Sword Chomp Podcast, the Chomp Cast. Uh, Why would we still Barnes. let him host? <laughs> um, you know, Andrew, no, it's a great question. You know, as far as backlogs go, when I think of backlogs, I think of being backed up. When I think of being backed up, I think of blue balls. Um, and if you Google blue balls help, this is the first thing that comes oh, no. up in Google. Oh, no. It says, there. this is real. This comes up in Google. There are not many established treatments for it. A case study of teenage boys suggests that the simplest, quickest remedy for blue balls is to ejaculate during an orgasm. One can achieve this through masturbation, oral sex, or protected sexual intercourse. Which is weird, because I have unprotected sexual intercourse. Um, after an orgasm, the pain will go away. So there you go. Yeah. So the, obviously, so orgasm all over your games. obviously, you need to Problem bring solved. your PS5 to Climax. That's how I do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we won't have that issue. Well, you know it's what? It's going to take a while to locate the clit. Um, you've seen uh, well, that thing. Is it? That's... that's... That's enough. Is it that's though? It's right in front. Yeah. That is enough. 
This man I'm came here worried. for some real gaming advice, and by God, am I going to give it to him? I'm in all seriousness, find the clip on the Xbox. It's so. Boppy. In all seriousness, if you want to chew into your backlog, my like, I have a couple things. Like, I'm not buying the new console until I feel like I've um, played most of the games that I already have, and so that's just it's going to take a sheer amount of willpower. But like, I spent a lot of money on those games, and it's something I want to do. So I'm going to do that, and also. Uh, another thing is if I don't like I bought that game and I don't think I'm going to make it around to it, honestly, just allowing yourself to release the guilt of having bought that game and not playing it, just releasing the guilt is fine. If you still are curious, like my recommendation there, if you don't want to play it is go to YouTube because then you can watch some let's plays and you can actually, you know, they have the speed up function so you can kind of speed through it and see like, okay, this is what this game was about. If I really want to play that game, I can go back and play it, you know? But if I watch a video and I'm like, ah, you know, actually, I'm kind of glad I didn't play that game. Then that just eliminates that off of your backlog. Or, you know, you can even go watch a Twitch streamer who's playing the game and support somebody else playing it for you, you know? And that's kind of a weird thing to say, but I know a lot of people are working at home right now remotely. So you could watch someone else playing the game, kind of tune into that while you're working. and then that kind of by proxy uh solves that need to chip into that backlog but if you're the type of person who has to play it i would say just kind of what i um told our last guest either break it down in increments by time management like say no matter what i'm going to dedicate three to five hours every week chipping into my backlog until it's caught up or do what i do Put a TV above your bed when you bring someone home at night. Uh, play the game while you're um, while you are enjoying lovemaking. Just make sure they're on top. Your mileage with that may vary. That's only going to give Morgan an extra thirty seconds of gaming. So you know what? Those thirty <laughs> yeah, seconds that. may be valuable. <laughs> also, I mean, just to clear all... something up quick, when you said releasing the guilt, that's masturbating, right? No, yeah, no, no, that's that was no. Morgan. I was giving him some suggestion as well. That's what my pastor told me. He said, "Release the guilt." Mm-hmm. He also said, "If you told anyone else what happened in there, you'd get in trouble too." You <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost carried on the joke. I was too afraid to, so I appreciate it. Hey, no <laughs> Release the guilt right here, boy. Uh, uh, well, not with that voice, but um, Andrew, did we give you some good advice here? Did we, you know? Bring to light some very important information that helped you. Oh, loaded, loaded, you did. I'd, I'd like I, to I think will, so. I will say one very brief, quick 15 second thing, Andrew. I actually mm. don't necessarily even really believe in the backlog, which is something the guys give me shit about. If it's an exciting game, you're going to play it right away. No one's going to put Cyberpunk in their backlog. You know, I'm it's not, not putting Santa uh, Cyberpunk's not... actually going to my backlog because I'm playing Persona 5 still. That a boy. Atta boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't even started it, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> my All joker right, amiibo well. should be here tomorrow alright nice oh nice yeah. I feel like this is like a caller calling in that they want help with their coke addiction but they're sharing a room uh, an apartment with their dealer I don't really know uh, how to I don't know how to help you in this case I'm sorry um, well I appreciate it gentlemen yeah dude thank you so much for coming on we love you man thank you for being a part of this if anybody wants to check out your stuff where can they check you out? 
So I have two different handles on Instagram. Uh, the first one Shay had mentioned is Two Dorks with Forks. That's for all my food, as well as a future podcast coming up in the near few months. Um, also, regular core and space. That is my main Instagram where you can find 3D prints and other weird things that I can make along the way. Cool. Well, dudes, seriously, that's awesome. Check him out if you want to check out his stuff. He makes delicious food um, with his wife. And, dude, thank you so much for being here. Always Appreciate a pleasure to talk with you. Love you. Take care. Cheers. Hopefully you chew and tear into that backlog. If you don't, have a great day. Who gives thank a shit? for calling. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Play buddy. Yeah, take care. See ya. Go long. Bye-bye. It was a good apple. These switchboards are really lighting. I've never seen Rich eat in the middle of the of the radio uh, call before, so. It's interesting. Be true. It's really mm. interesting. I I eat food because I'm a person. Mm. What? I hope that all shows so up strange. on the audio. Someone has to edit. <laughs> no, it does every every week. I, that's that's kind of. I, I mute my mic when I bite the apple. I'm not a fucking monster. Mm. Well, you know, like for all those ASMR people out there, can you give us just one crunch of the apple? Can you just like do one bite? Did I, did I ever send oh, you not the, the lip uh... smacking? Like you actually tearing. <laughs> that sounded we don't mushy. want lip smacking that shit, girls. Mm. There we go. That's what we I want. can't remember Thank if I, I know that the the clip obviously predated oh, Rich, but I don't remember if he ever got the pickle. The pickle? No, the Rich gets the pickle every. every oh now and man, then. I mm-hmm. love and hate that video more than any other video <laughs> in the world, Josh. Because Why do you I love the it? I love the initial crunch, but I like. You know there are people out there that just have that thing where they hate the sound of people chewing food. So like when I'm watching Good Mythical Morning, because I love that show, like when they're chewing their food and I hear, I just I want to fucking vomit and I want to mm. punch my phone as I'm listening to it. Oh, I don't know why. I don't know why it's a thing, but I absolutely hate the sound of people I- eating. I checked out that show that you always talk about every other podcast. Good morning. It's just guys eating food. I, I, I didn't know that's what it was. It's just two guys eating food. What the fuck do you think people say about what? this show? <laughs> I thought I didn't know that's what it was. It's like, oh, I wish I got paid a lot of money to sit there and eat food. It sounds great. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's a little bit more than that. Like they're two best friends. They've been friends since childhood. They go into a lot of different stuff. It's interesting. They have they have kind of a lot of things going on in their ecosystem. So, oh goodness. But, um, poor poor Normie over there. Hey, you know what? It not happens. not not an internet addict. Who's who knows about the? That's uh, okay. You don't understand the masters who predated I've, YouTube. My my ex wife used to watch them, and and but that's all I know. So I don't mm. really know much about. Uh, th- th- who they are or what they do, but I saw that they they have one of those like super popular shows where they eat food and have reactions to it, like oh, this bubblegum pizza tastes like taffy or whatever. So, mm. But because yeah, those everybody are, those has are that, all the rage. That voice, what was that impression? The... Yeah, I was I was wondering that. I was who was the it character? Was, it was supposed to be someone with uh, food in their mouth, so they couldn't talk oh. and pronounce things. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was Bane getting uh, castrated. I thought that was the impression you were going for there. It could be both. What if we just, yeah, we really need like one of those. Seems food like you'd want food in your mouth food. for that. 
eat food and react to it, but on podcast, so no one can see the food or anything like that. So it defeats the whole purpose of it, I would think. Mm. So it's all good. It's all good. But guys, we're gonna cut the food call or the food conversation short because we are joined by a lovely, lovely human being. Um, I met him on Twitter. He said, you know what, guys? Enough is enough. I need to come on your show because I need some gosh darn gaming advice, you mother cluckers. That's right. We're calling back that terrible joke from the intro. Chris, thank you for being here. Thank you for calling in. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Uh, I guess I'll come in. Sitting in the lobby, uh, I was hearing some trash talk about new metal, and uh, I thought about leaving. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Sometimes you just got to put Morgan down, you know? Uh, it's it's less about the new metal. It's more about just fucking with Morgan. No. That's something. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just no. messing with you guys. So much of his identity is somehow wrapped up in new metal. It's it's really impressive. It really just needs to be washed down every now and again. And by every now I mean, and again, I mean every Friday. Once you get you into do. it, you'll understand. Top, uh, top three new metal. What do you got? Like Deftones. You got your Lincoln, maybe a little stained in there. Uh, some mm, Slipknot sort of transcended to metal. Uh, my um, favorite lately has been a Muir. Oh, Muir. You you would consider that new metal, huh? Uh, kinda. Their newer stuff, newer stuff is, is, I would think. Newer yeah. stuff, yeah. It's got that that crunch to it. You know, I remember. I have a very very short story, and then we'll get into your question. I remember I was so excited to see Immure because I was going back to I was going to see Killswitch Engage in 2013 in Montana. And there are all these awesome bands and Immure was going to be there. And I hadn't really listened to them outside of one song. And my buddy was like, dude, they're so heavy. They're so awesome. And I remember (laughs) going to see them live. And I'm sure you heard the jokes back in the day. I think they've tried to change that a little bit now. But it was just always the zero open note chugging. And the the lead singer doing his like rap screaming shit, and I was like, "Why was I excited for this?" <laughs> well, like I will say that their newer stuff is a little bit, a little bit to a lot better and more complex than what they were doing before. So were they famous I, for the crabbing? Was that who? who no, that was no. Attack Attack. Yes, oh, Attack Attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, Amur is also still a lot of open notes. They just got a new guitar player that has a nine string, so it's just on a different string. But oh, wow. why would you ever you use <laughs> your left hand if you've got nine strings? Just tune them where you want them. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody hey, really work. needs that much tuning. That's right. That's right. But Chris, we brought you in because you had some gaming advice you needed. You said, you know what? Sore Chomp is my answer. I need them. Oh baby, oh baby. That's I, I I'm that filling in the day. gaps there. I don't think you said any of that part, but that sounds right. No, the claim oh, got okay. more and more dubious as it went. That's right. He said, "I will literally not survive the weekend without Sword Chomp's gaming advice." I'm pretty sure. I'm not paraphrasing, but Chris, what do you got for us, buddy? Uh, my question is: When is a game dead or dying, and does that mean that it is not worth buying? And my example of this is uh, I see, you know, kind of, I guess, more pessimists saying like uh, Fall Guys is already dying um, because the player base is dropping. Um, But I wonder if you can really put that label on it when, let's say, at the worst, Fall Guys loses 
three-fourths of its player base. Uh, it's still going to have more active players than almost any other game on the planet. <laughs> so right. is it? can you really say it's dying? And if not, when, when can you say that? Uh, good question, uh, Chris. Um, I'd like to say that for me, when it's something's dead or dying, that's that's really when I'm looking for it. Um, that's like peak time for me to just swoop in uh, and enjoy it uh, at that moment of weakness. You know, when the player base is going down, just when it's at its very worst, I think is is really when I, I want to experience that game. Um, so that then I can go on the internet and tell everyone how terrible it is. Morgan, that's um, crazy <laughs> that you say that because we have the same answer. Because I was gonna say when Morgan's playing it. Hmm, mm, that's true. So, oh, you wait for me to play, and that's when you. Kn- oh, okay. That's oh. when I know it's time to move on. No, that's so that's so flattering. Thank you, thank you, Rich. So Morgan, yeah, no Morgan's your gaming vulture, essentially. Yeah, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, we have a new nickname on. for Morgan, the vulture. Hmm. Mm. I could do a lot of gross things with that. I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, you know, I don't think you know what a vulture does. But we don't anyways. really want you to adopt it. Um, we we didn't really want you to be happy about it. Yeah. Well, you know. I guess, yeah. Well, now yeah. that he's adopted it, he's when, become a. So I guess nickname I guess we're vulture. stupid for we that. We can too. move on from that. When I was younger, I had a really a really sad made up like fantasy Metal Gear Solid game that I I made with a bunch of my friends, and one of the characters was it was based around that sort How of. How many like, of these Metal friends were real people? Uh, three of the five. <laughs> So, and we, uh, we were, we were getting real nerdy about it. We had like all these characters drawn and like their, their boss fights and all this stuff. And, so, and one of them's name was the vulture. Uh, and that was his thing. Like other people would do his bidding for him and he would just sweep in and finish the job. That's really uh, great because you're really lucky you weren't friends with me. Cause you'd be like, yeah, this is the vulture. And I'd have been like, that's a Spider-Man villain moron. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's not this. Oh, that, I thought that Stan Vulture Lee. and Spider Man would have been would have been. He's cooler. gonna sue you. Um, no ser- serious answer though. Uh, Chris, is that it's I don't know. Sometimes those games get revived. Like even Final Fantasy fourteen. Like everyone said, it was left for dead, and it, it did get um, oh, yeah. revived. So possibly the greatest comeback in like live games ever. Yeah, people like were wishing No Man's Sky for dead, and that game had a pretty good revival, and that was a game I really liked at the time, so I was happy I don't to think see. We stopped. That's also yeah. true. The, the important uh, thing to remember, though, is that from the moment the game is released, it's dying. It's the the important take home like here. Yeah, no, all games are dying. Everyone who's going to play them is going to die. Um, See, but then you have games like Among Us that are released in 2018 and have an average player base, you know, of like 10 people. Mm -hmm. And then two years later, it's I I checked before coming on here. It's the third most popular game uh, on Steam right now. Yeah. How the fuck? That is such a that's (laughs) fucking nuts. That's really I played a bunch last night. I could tell you that's pretty fun game. I will say this. Yeah, I will say this. I think a lot of games kind of go through. I think we've seen it within the past two years now more than ever is that games really do kind of go through this ebb and flow of uh, being viral. You know, I was thinking about it. Untitled Goose Game last year went through such a huge viral phase that celebrities were playing that game. Like big name celebrities were like, I don't really play video games, but I'm playing this Untitled Goose Game and it's amazing. And I'm not I'm not saying that game is necessarily waned in popularity. But um, 
obviously the height of it has kind of you know petered down but it's still i think a pretty popular game i know a lot of people still play it talk about it and i would say with a game that is dying or dead i think a lot of people just like to add a tone of finality when they're talking online because obviously there's sensationalism there's hyperbole and whatnot at the end of the day in all seriousness if a game has enough there to stand out above others then it's it might lose some of that um viral fan base but it's still going to be insanely popular you look at something like Fortnite, which has definitely had some ebbs and flows obviously it's on an upward trajectory now but that game has so much there that it's it's doing everything right it's keeping people there minecraft is another one of those things where minecraft kind of had a little bit of a dip in popularity and it shot back up as it continued to add more things in order for you to kind of circumvent that you have to continue to you know progress um you as developers not you as the players and there has to be enough of substance there otherwise it's going to die essentially or it's going to become less and less popular and then you don't have a consistent fan base you know i was i was such a big proponent of apex legends um and i still love that game i don't play it anymore but that game obviously kind of died down because they weren't adding enough there you know they they weren't adding enough there they weren't keeping enough going like a game like fortnite and obviously that game is slowly dying so with a game like fall guys I would say it's going to be probably popular for a while and um I think it'll I think it's still going to be popular. I think the the virality of it has kind of died down a little bit, but it's still going to be it, like you said, it's one of the most popular games being played and streamed right now. It's still going to stay popular for quite some time. I am more than willing to believe because there're going to be a lot of people that still want to eke out a win or to get a little bit better at that game to yeah. have a sense of completion there. Yeah, other than the servers actually being shut down and there's literally no way to play it anymore, I, I don't think anything really dies anymore. Um, I, I will fight you on that one. And I was going to ask and segue a little bit to say, do you think a developer should add that tone of finality um, ever themselves? Uh, I, I care a lot about the preservation of media and gaming and things, so I'm never going to say we'll just remove it from the store because... You know, if a game, let's say it's multiplayer only, you know, if I get together, you know, 20 friends or something at some point, um, you know, to put together a game specifically, like, I think that should be an option. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, doing research right before this, it actually has been delisted, uh, the example I was going to go to. But um, the one that stuck out to me was Guardians of Middle Earth. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember that one. I like yeah. that game. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was a MOBA that the Lord of the Rings people made. Um, But it has, uh, for years, it had an average player base uh, per month of 0.9 people. (laughs) I'm not sure how that's even possible. Wow. But yeah, I'm uh, not sure how that that number even It was just rich. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I'm sorry, everyone. I was just trying to get a game going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just a ninth of you, not, not an entire... 
Uh, yeah, no, he was you know, he was all tabs. He's not going to sit yeah. there and just wait well, for someone else to show up. I I <laughs> programmed a bot open. to let me let me know if somebody else joined the lobby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I mean, but should uh, oh, sorry, should the developers put have maybe instead of delisting it, have just put a notice on there because it was still for sale, uh, and you did have to pay to to play it. It wasn't free to play. Uh, I think and for the five dollars. The servers weren't down, but it's a multiplayer-only game with a player base of 0.9 people, Zero and you need yeah. uh, and you need well, ten people to even. I mean, start. I, you're asking for integrity you... of companies, of which unfortunately <laughs> isn't going to always Ooh. be there. Um, I definitely, you know, in theory, with my high moral standing, I want to say, in you're theory, white? yes. This is a joke. I'm being sarcastic. Thank you. Okay. Don't even go in on it. Um, <laughs> That I'm saying that basically, uh, yes, I, w- I would, in theory, love for them to put notice there or let people know, like, hey, um, we do have this multiplayer component, but obviously the, the player base isn't quite there. Um, just be forewarned. I think that is something that should happen. Or, you know, to kind of, like, go off that a little bit, if a game is waning in popularity i think the dev the devs should you know call it when it's on its last legs which i think a lot of times they do that but i also think they wait until the last possible moment instead of going out on a semi-high note which i understand you want to make money but i also think that there needs to be kind of some self-actualization and realization there that hey um we've kind of maximized what we can do with this Let's put our resources somewhere else. You know, like if uh, my example would be like, I loved the first Saints Row game back in 2006. And I actually really loved to play that online multiplayer. And then it got to the point where it got so hacked and bugged that basically the only people who were playing on there were either people who just wanted to play and really enjoyed it or people who had hacked the game. And it got to the point where it wasn't even fun anymore. And I think that's kind of up to the devs at that point to be like, hey, you know, we realize that this is broken beyond repair. Let's call uh, it and fix that yeah, in the next I, iteration of that game. Well, I, I th- go ahead, Rich. Go ahead. This is less on the devs even or like I, I think the integrity to put notices like you were saying, Chris, would be like, hey, just so you're you're aware, you're probably not going to be able to get a game going of this thing unless you have people in mind who are set to play it with you. Uh this is not so much on whether we'd rely on the devs or not. I think one of the more interesting things you see with a lot of games like that are there have been cases in the past where games like that have shut down servers. And then, you know, you find out five years later that, oh, after the servers shut down, like this huge swath of de- dedicated fans were like secretly running servers for three years. And I think stories like that are like wholesome as fuck. Like, I can't remember the name of it. It's really going to bug me. That superhero City of MMO. Heroes. Yes, they were yeah, secretly running it, yeah. servers for years. Well, and that, I would say that my my two quick things on this, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to to didn't mean to go so long, but um, one, with, I know there's a qualifier that this is about multiplayer games. I know Shay was bringing up the Goose game as an example, but I think generally speaking, what you're probably referring to is is multiplayer games because the you know, single-player games can live forever. Even if you can find a copy of Two Human, they don't even sell that thing anymore, but if you can find a copy, hey, it's still, it's still good for you, you know? I don't really um, want to, but... But, uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, for, for history's sake, maybe, just to kind of see what it was like. For um, the preservation side of it, absolutely. 
Well, God yeah, Falls yeah. about to come out, so. But I, I, I do agree in short that just the developers will try their best to keep it open as long as they can because I know some people that were hardcore into the last, the first Last of Us had a multiplayer mode that was like there was a diehard, very small group of people that were into it, and the developers would keep that open. And they would even play with that fan base because I, I knew I know this girl who is playing with some of the Naughty Dog developers, and they kept those servers open as long as they possibly could. They might even still be open now, and even yeah, though it's really a, like that. Um, so I think that most developers, if if they can, will keep them open. But yes, I agree. If there's nobody playing the game, there should be a fucking warning on the store when you go to buy it. The, you know. But if you can scratch together ten players, you can raise that point zero nine up to enough people to have a game. I guess you know. In theory, I, I think so. it would be Reddit, Reddit's really good for that. I think it'd be neat if Steam would give you numbers like that on like a on store the, page. on the store page. Yeah, just have like the yeah, so you could see like average, average daily player base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hadn't considered too. You, you brought up single player games. Um, the store five below. I've got a couple of those around me. They still sell physical copies of Battleborn. I don't even know yeah. what happens if you yeah, put that one. in your console anymore. You did? Yeah, I bought a copy of Battleborn physical, and I bought a copy of Paragon physical from Five Below Yikes. because they are games that are no longer online and i thought it'd be really funny to keep sealed copies just to have them and what happens mm-hmm. when you put them in they just you're you get an i don't know i never opened to... them he said um, they're sealed <laughs> for, science. Yeah. for science i would assume you get to a menu uh that is whatever the pre-patch version of those games are and then you're unable to connect to a server yeah yeah well no, 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 it tells you to update and the update doesn't actually exist yeah. 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 And there are some cool, you know, this is completely tangential. And this was just last week. Thing I'll say there are some cool things I love to do for fun that this made me think of. Like, if I ever want to see what the original No Man's Sky was like, I will pop it in and I will say no to the updates. And I can still play that original version of the that game. Is neat. Yeah, which it's just cool to be able to do that because yeah. unfortunately, there's no if I wanted to go play Auction House because Diablo it's so 3, different. You can't. You can't do it. You can't bring the auction house back because they got rid of it. I bet you, you know? somebody's running a server somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, people have been web, yeah. hiding servers from Blizzard for forever, which is why they finally brought <laughs> Classic back to WoW. If but... you guys want to know, I could have told you Battleborn would have failed. I was at the launch party, and it was not an open bar. That game was doomed from the start. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's, that's the Damn. sign. Yeah, that's fair, but... Good to know. Great question. Yeah, great yeah. question, Chris. Thank Chris, you. thank you for that awesome question. I got to ask, do you feel like we answered your question fully? We gave you some advice, some food for thought here, some things to ponder as you meander and move on through the rest of your day? Absolutely. Dude, that's all. That's all I wanted to hear. You know, you said that you told me in private that basically that this exact question, us answering it, was going to give you life. Well, actually, you have returned that life to us, basically. Now, Morgan is going to be able to get out of bed in the morning to feed his three children, hopefully. And uh, Josh Mm -hmm. will finally be able to... Man, I I can't even make that that joke. We gotta do it. We gotta do it, Rich. I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But dude, seriously, Chris, thank you so much for being here. Um, I know it was kind of short notice that you, um, uh, that I asked you to do this, that you volunteered to do this. So seriously, thank you for doing it. If people want to check you out on what it is you're doing, how can they do that? Sure, sure. Um, I run a YouTube channel called Nihil, N-I-H-I-L. 
and I do uh, a lot of Fire Emblem content, strategy game content, um, and I just moved, uh, so I haven't updated it in a while, but I'm excited to get back into that. Um, awesome. Other than that, find me on Twitter at Chris underscore Harkey, just my name, um, and uh, two- I'd love to talk with anybody that wants to. Two quick things, Chris. Ooh. If you're on Instagram, you should add Sword Chomp on there as well, and I'll say hi. And secondly, Fire Emblem was our game of the year last year, so I great choice. Loved Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did too. This game is so good. Great we got to sit down and talk about that game because Team Metal Guard. Am life. I right? Am I right, Golden Chris? Team Metal Guard. Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. No, that's the only answer there. No, but uh, Team Metal Guard and New Metal all the way, Chris. I feel you. (laughs) You guys, you guys just Morgan. You got a new friend, buddy. So now you—that's four new. That's four real friends instead of three. (laughs) I'm I'm filling in the. I will have enough for a full game of friends. Bring Mm -hmm. it full circle. That's right. But dude, Chris, thank you so much for being here, man. Um, I appreciate you for doing this, and we will be in touch after I'm done recording this episode. So thank you so much for being here, dude. Thank you guys for having me. And I'm going to just retreat back to the lobby so I can uh, hear the rest of the great episode. Okay, man. Take care. All right. See ya, Chris. See ya. I I like that our listeners are getting a a free peek into like half of this podcast. This is what it would be like if we did it live every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I I like it, though. I like this a lot that that we kind of are doing this like live thing like i've i think this would be really cool if we could eventually get to the point where we would do that i would very much like that as well we'll work towards it we'll we'll work towards it so morgan how you doing looking a little sleepy there okay he's taking a phone call yeah what's it like 2 p.m there (laughs) at least he muted himself that's a first He's never muted himself he before. He accidentally unhooked the mic. That's all that happened. Oh, okay. that makes more sense. That makes way more sense. Doesn't it, though? Yeah, that makes way more he sense. He got so excited that someone was talking about new Metal that he started mosh He's on the phone with his mom right now. Yeah, he said, Mom, Mom, I told you. I told you new Metal was <laughs> real. I made a friend real. today. I made a that friend people, today. People listen to new Metal. <laughs> oh, you, to told fair, me that, like... you told me that no one would love me, Mom. But someone, fair, someone else listens to new metal. <laughs> it's funny because his family's so religious, but no, like the new Deftones album, guys. Granted, they're not new metal anymore, but <sighs> that new Deftones album, guys. That new Deftones. Yeah, no, that's why I was really confused. I mean, and I guess that's fair. In the past, I was really confused when Morgan brought up the Deftones, an example of new metal. Well, yeah, the, they started out more as the new metal. Yeah, their first feel. three albums, I would say, were very influ- like especially the first two were very influenced by new metal. White Pony, and then they found their sound. White, yeah, White Pony. They started to move away from that sound, but they still had some of those elements in there as well. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, it's one of those things where it just brings up your new metal argument if you bring up the Deftones. Really, it's a psychological ploy. Um, but not really, because were... I was just immediately like, don't try and fucking trick me. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a trick, but you know they evolved. A lot of those bands evolved. Like it was the God, I mean, Lincoln Park wasn't even really rap metal at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like all those bands changed quite a bit. So yeah, we all saw the Transformers movie. <laughs> a lot of and new metal in there. The we we didn't like it, but we saw it.
Who's the Who's the next caller coming in across from the new divide? So, oh, hey, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, Facundo is working out some technical difficulties. We may have to check back in with him a little bit later. He's been having some all sorts of technical difficulties, but he was the last caller today. Um, we had one no show, and uh, Facundo with the technical difficulties. Who no showed? I'm gonna track Mr. Them Samuel. Adams. Oh, mm. Samuel, it is a my Friday. boy. It is a Friday. My it is boy. True. It's mm. true. It's true, and he did warn me that we might be recording a little bit later than he's able to, so it's all good. <laughs> okay. That's We've fun. had him on the show him before. If you guys have never checked out Samuel call Adams, back in. He, he has his own podcast. He's been a guest on the show multiple times. We'll be bringing him back, so it's all good. It happens. It happens. What's the deal with uh, Facundo? Um, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. I see his profile right there in the chat. That yeah, is, no, he's, he's having Facundo, um, and it's been spelled multiple times in here. All, all you, you have to do is add him into the chat. No, he's having he's having technical issues. He's in huh. the chat. He he has to turn on his video and audio. Oh, so. mm. he can't. He won't hear us or anything. Well, yeah, technical and difficulties. We, we can't hear him either. That's kind of also the other thing. Okay. Yeah. So let's just check back in with him a little bit later, see if we can get him in. We might have a mid-podcast sighting. Cool. Yeah, mid-podcast call-in. We were trying to get six call-ins, but, I, you know, it's it's tough to get people all in the same schedule and, and all that stuff. It's it's not easy. So It's tough with yeah, just us. You're lucky I'm here. I know, Rich. Every week he threatens. He's like, "Are you? If you guys aren't on Skype in five minutes, I'm this is the off. one where I walk." <laughs> <laughs> fucking Rich, you are the least diva out of the four of us. That's for fucking sure. That, to be uh, fair, I'm I'm probably probably like, too, like hey, if we, full disclosure, it's probably Morgan or me that are the the divas here. Full disclosure, I'm I'm more than willing to admit that. Yeah, I normally talk well, down about one point two of them a week. It'll only be ever more confusing than like that one call where Josh and I were in here for like a half an hour and we're like, did we have the day wrong or something? Yeah, I'm like, what <laughs> what month is it, Rich? Is it... <laughs> Tell me he could just do audio. He can just do audio and if his video is not working. Um, and then we'll see if he doesn't want to... If Oh, there's somebody in Shay's apartment. Oh, jeepers. Had, had to mute for the... <laughs> Call Dude, her mind over. your fucking business, Morgan. You, you, I, didn't, I don't know no, why you was, do this every episode. It surprised I, me. It legitimately surprised me. Keep your ex- surprised exclamations to yourself, yeah. Morgan. No, he has to have somebody in to service that TV on the roof. It's not exactly the exactly. amount of upkeep involved in that thing. His apartment is filled with asbestos. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I better well, get this um, TV fixed as best as I can. Mm-hmm. If uh, if Fakindo can't do it, I guess we can. We'll just go right into the game talk. Um, yeah, but he's gonna. I think he's gonna try it. I think he's gonna give it a shot. Um, worst case scenario, I'm sure his audio will be fine because we'll have the backup audio. Because I want to get these calls in before we. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what we can do? Why don't we do this? <clears throat> Excuse me. Why don't we take a quick break? Um, we'll try and get his audio stuff worked no, out. No, he's in. Here's here. I got here. it. I got hey, it. You did it. Hey, what there. up, boys? Hey, buddy. It happened. What's going on? It's Not happening. Much, yeah, it is finally happening. 
All right, do I just drop the question? How, how does it no, work? No, 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 no. Here's <laughs> how we're going to do it. Getting ahead of himself Hold now. on just a second. Yes, I'll marry you. It's a, it's a roast me. <laughs> we'll all marry you. Polygamy. No. Um, oh, yes. So, we are Doesn't going by... Does have glare? That's what I was worried about. There's a ton yeah, of audio know. glare off of those glasses. It's going to be a real problem in the edit. Yeah, I like audio it. Audio glare is the we, worst. Yeah. No. Let me, such... let me get the introductions before anybody talks anymore. We have the wonderful human being the guy who still religiously loves and plays no man's sky so when you're asking who is the Wait. expert on no man's sky look no further he's taking pictures of the landscape he's doing weird funky things to the animals there that oh. cannot be spoken of we have oh facundo facundo weird how you doing buddy i'm doing good i i just want to clarify that that only is at nighttime and on the planet's Okay. It's a whole different uh, thing. It's not in space that you're doing the funky things to the animals. <laughs> no. Only no. on the planets. Yeah, he, he's not would, a monster. I think that would bring the planet for some. I'm I work as a planet surveyor, so I just have to go look at the planets and all that fun stuff. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You got to make sure everything is copacetic there, that there are no animal orgies, anything of that nature. Yeah, they don't have orgies. It, What's wrong it, with that? Well, with the new update that happened, there was some intense weird stuff that I saw, but that was weird. Yeah, like it, it populates, like sometimes it'll populate like seven or eight things in like one tiny area and they're just all fucking climbing yeah. all over each no, other. No, you don't have to keep going, Morgan. You had it right. They're all fucking. Yeah. There you yeah. go. It, I, wish. It, well, I wish. I, I awesome. From this new update, I actually encountered like four of them on top of each other. There you go. That uh, like as soon as I landed on the I, planet. Yeah, I guess I, like, I need whoa. to get no back into No Man's Sky. Jesus. Running those alien trains. It was pretty bad. Like I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn the TV off so my son doesn't see this. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, what are you playing? You, you don't, don't want to get the wrong idea bed. how anatomy works. You can't do four people on top of each other. It's you just definitely not. start with Oh, alien. Morgan. Oh, Morgan. <laughs> I'm don't sorry. Josh said you can. Josh, Morgan was raised Christian. Come on. Okay, yeah, no. It's like a no. pan. What no, do they call that? The flapjack? <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. No one has ever uh, called it that. All right. When you put Facundo, your syrup in there? Okay. You go. came here because you were like, God damn it, I need some video game advice. I need a question answered. Yes, I have I something here that I just can't get out of my brain. I need help. So you know what you said? Sore chomp. They are the truth. They are the answer. One of those is true. And... I want to hear it. We want to hear it. What do you got for us? So my question was, have you guys uh, had a video game that you played the story through and it was so meaningful that the story impacted your life? Mm. Yeah, I, you know, actually, I haven't taken a question first, so I'm going to take this one first. Um, you know, a few years ago, I was obviously going through a very difficult breakup. Um, I had been dating somebody and our, I'm not going to air out everything, but obviously it's a very tumultuous relationship. A lot of bad things happen on both of our ends. And um, I, I started playing this game and it just taught me a lot about like managing myself and managing time and just kind of using teamwork you know, relying on your friends to um, kind of get to the end goal of where you're trying to get 
to when you're getting through things like this. Um, yeah, I was playing FIFA 2017, and oh. um, it just taught me a lot about how <laughs> how, to... how to control your balls. <laughs> how to control your balls. <laughs> how to make it in? How to make it in. How to actualize Go! that goal. How to trade up in the world. All sorts of things. There's a lot of life lessons in the FIFA How to be used by corporations? That's, you know, that's not, that's not one, no. That is not how that works, no. Um, yeah, that's, that's what, that's the, that's the game that taught me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that's, man, that's a really good question uh, for Kundo. Honestly, like, I feel like we, every now and then there's a, there's a couple games that really do um, impact you, like, whether it's the theme or what have you that, like, strikes a chord. Um, I would say one of the interesting ones, um, that I think about a lot is, uh, just whenever I remember playing Red Dead at the time and, and, and everything that Arthur's going through with, uh, his mortality, uh, is pretty interesting. So minor spoilers there. Um, one of the greatest games of all time, 97 Metacritic. Uh, you know, when I think about Red Dead Redemption 2, um, I was the only one that, that I was able to get this far, but uh, Arthur Morgan goes through some really interesting things in regards to... Uh, <laughs> Rich, you should have said that out loud! Uh, no, no, that actually that actually was a joke. I, I really, you know, it, it did make me think a lot about mortality and stuff like that. We actually, I just played this game called Suicide of Rachel Foster, which I wouldn't say had like a profound impact on my life, but it took place in Montana, which I thought was really interesting because there are not a lot of games. This, this is going to surprise you, but this is the true... Uh, the truth, um, Facundo, that, that I when for Far Cry Five made me appreciate Montana more, which is really really weird. Like on a profound oh, level, wow. yeah. Like I was like, oh, because I got really into the fishing and everything in that game, and I was like, you know what? There is fishing here. I need to find it. And I spent like a couple weeks trying to find a good place to go fishing because I love fishing, and I couldn't find something. And then finally. I ended up finding this um this like hidden uh dam that a couple like local people were like, Yeah, if you want to catch some fish, you should go here. And I had one of the best summers of my life going out to this dam every morning and fishing and catching all sorts of crazy fish. And I hadn't done that and I had lived here for like more than ten years. So it's it's weird. It's not even the narrative necessarily that did it, but like having that game be set in Montana and being like, Fuck, there yes, Montana is known for fishing. When they made this game, they said Fishing is a huge part of the Montana experience. So let's, and a lot of games have fishing, but this was a big part of Montana, and which is true. Montana does have great fishing, just not necessarily around where I live. So I had to seek that out. So in a weird way, that's one that always stuck with me. I know that sounds strange, but it's, it's very true. Uh, that's, I was thinking a couple, couple years back, I was uh, having a pretty rough week. So I played through all of The Quiet Man in one sitting, and I walked away from that game thinking, wow, if Square Enix is willing to bankroll this, anything's possible. Uh, my <laughs> goals are not unreachable if Square Enix is literally willing to fund this pile of dog crap. <laughs> That's very true. Reframes very the universe. Uh, <laughs> he never and played still through brings a up the He's the only person I know that still brings up the quiet man. And God bless I, I played through that game and he one has to sitting. remind us every day. And yeah. then it expects you to play it again. Like, who's going to do that? Well, and then you did. <laughs> and then I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who's going to do it again? 
I did. Fuck. <laughs> oh God. Rich. Uh, um, my serious answer, really quickly, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, actually, both of those games were. I haven't played any of those. So here's what I'll say without revealing anything: those games tell so much of a story with so little of dialogue, and they do it with music. They do it with um visual storytelling. Those are the two main ways that they do it. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. But to just boil it down to make sure I'm not spoiling literally anything. Because I don't want to spoil anything. Even if it's like the first 10 minutes of the game that something happens in both of these games, I don't want to spoil that. I want people to either go watch it online or just pick it up and play it not knowing what they're getting themselves into. Um, Those games really affected me in a profound way just because they taught me that you can tell such a, a... an emotional and thought-provoking story without a, without saying a lot. Like, there doesn't need to be a lot of dialogue there. You don't you need like to go to into do? so Something much you detail that you get lost in the weeds, so to speak. Okay. You can tell um, a really great a, story. You gave her the medicine, right? With uh, minimal... I put a... Um, get a cold rag and storytelling like kind of, um, or minimal dialogue there. Put it on and her head. It's, and it can be very affecting. Better, like, ha- and like, so... Uh, 15 or 20 those, minutes those I will just come downstairs phenomenal. and take you to the hospital I think okay? to be honest with you and I know a lot of people are going to disagree because we'll this is subjective and this or, is opinion based can, they are two of my favorite the kids. games we'll uh, storytelling wise okay. or just, just story her, in general put a cold rag on her head. they have some of the best um, for me storytelling in a video game yeah, I think that's a good one. I, I really do agree. And then there's, you know, there's a like one of the fun things I like, even though I personally uh, am not gay or trans, one of the things I love about The Last of Us 2 is that we were able to have a lot of interesting conversations about, um, like, I didn't even know what, like, what some of the things like dead naming were, and I was able to have interesting conversations about that in my life with people that, that I knew. So that I couldn't necessarily relate specifically to things in that game other than like it had a strong effect in my life. I think the insight's important though. Not not that like, yeah, it's not, it's not something intended for you to be able to relate to, but like there are a lot of people that can relate to that and it's not represented that much. So that is important. I agree. Yeah. When it comes to like just things we've talked about or thought about, or even like just doing this show, I think that's probably the one, the most that I've, I've has generated the most like, buzz or conversation um sure in recent um, memory for sure or or arguments yeah 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 for sure or or discussion yeah so and but you so because i don't yeah so i thought that was interesting but yeah there's a lot of great ones i remember shay was talking about this a couple weeks ago with ghost of tsushima being in japan he had he had some a lot of connection there persona Um, 2 is how i realized i was a weep That's 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 that's, that's where it all that's where it all started. Josh, um, did you do you have anything to add to the conversation? We've kind of not let um, you talk. Yeah, and oddly enough, it wasn't so much the game itself as the kind of going back to the 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 community in the game that we mentioned before. Um, World of Warcraft um, was an interesting one because the first guild I was ever in, I was kicked out of. Um, for disrespecting someone who had, who had seniority over over me for being a and dick. And the guildmaster was me. Sounds like Josh. And, and yeah, so I called him out on being a dick and immediately got kicked out. Um, and uh, years later, 
the guy who kicked me out of my first guild ended up being like a fourth seat on the uh, on the B team uh, Raiders for DPS who who would occasionally get swapped in and he never recognized me after kicking me out of that first guild years later um, <laughs> he never knew it was me and he was always a problem Raider um, he was he was always the one to stand in shit and die constantly um and like it sounds obvious like something you wouldn't need a game to kind of teach you but like it really got through the idea that just because somebody's in charge doesn't mean they know what they're doing to me having having that experience of getting kicked out of a guild and then eventually being a raid leader in charge of the guy who kicked me out of a guild who then didn't even recognize me years later. You'll rise to the level of your own incompetence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, ex- <laughs> that's amazing. That's a good one knowing Josh, too, actually. That. It's funny, actually, Josh, you mentioned the MMO thing, because I always, people always mention, like, horrible WoW stories like that, and I always bring up that when I started playing FF14 years after WoW, it was, like, the total opposite experience. Like, the community of Final Fantasy fourteen is so much better than the community of WoW in terms of just being, like, welcoming and helpful. Really? Uh, like, yeah. They are so welcoming. They are it's, really yeah. welcoming. Like, when I first started that game, just, like, running into dungeon rotations, I think I found, like, one guy who was kind of a dick and literally everybody else in that uh, instance was like, that guy's being an asshole. Just stick with us and you'll be fine. Like, everyone, 90% of people are just so nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I, really I, I tried cool. to take that lesson from the first one through to once I was raid leading and, you know, in charge of a guild after the fact, is that it's not worth somebody being a dick for the rest of you to put up with for your for your raid night. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah, like, yeah, why, why make everyone else's time miserable there putting up with someone? Um, yeah, I have um, I have one very very brief real answer for you, uh, Kundo, as well. While you're here, I just thought of this, and this is a huge one. So if I didn't, if I hadn't thought of this, I'd have been pissed. The guys make fun of me a lot for uh, Death Stranding, even though I like that game uh, quite a bit, despite how oh, crazy and true. stupid it is in places. Um, no, that's yeah, they've never yeah. made fun of me. I enjoy the game too. But, I just um, like making fun of them for liking it so much. Yeah, well, and yeah, and he didn't enjoy the story as much as I did. But, but it, whenever, um, just one of those weird things connecting with, um, uh, carrying the BB around, and like that, I was playing that game right when my third kid was born, and I remember it was just very weird. Like that, there was a lot. There's a lot of parallels in that game that maybe I not necessarily would have missed, but maybe would not have impacted me the same if I hadn't been. And that's a, that's a weird thing. Like how many people are going to play that game? You don't need to be having a baby to necessarily appreciate those things. But just by one of those cool life coincidences, I was having a baby and there was all these emotional moments where you're carrying this little baby around this jar and connecting with your BB and, you know, playing with it in your little, um, your little, uh, room, whatever that room is called, where you kind of sit down and shower and stuff. And, um, yeah, so I, I, it hit me hard. I was, I didn't expect it to, so it, it got me. That's fair. I had the baby in the jar. Mm. And that's why baby I had in the a jar. baby in the jar. The name of Morgan's Metallica cover band. But, um, <laughs> terrible joke. I want to know the thought process. I, that was the first thing that popped into my head. There's no, there's no <laughs> logic there. Just, that's the first thing that popped in my head. But, Facundo, did we answer your question satisfactorily? Did 
Did you feel like? Yes, I feel it was answered. Awesome, man. Dude, seriously, thank you so much for uh, coming on and doing this on such short notice. Thank you for powering yeah, through of all of the uh, technical difficulties. If people want to check out all of your No Man's Skies adventures and everything else that you do, where they where can they check you out at? Uh, they can check out my Instagram page. I usually just post my pictures there. At, it's for Red Blue Blur 1693 Gaming. Started the gaming right after it. Awesome. Red Blue Blur, is that based off of uh, Sonic and Knuckles? No, I got oh. it off uh, when I was uh, watching Smallville when, it was, uh, when that was on. When it was still oh. airing. Oh, Superman. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Well, dude, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you coming on with an awesome question. Um, like I said, if you guys want to check them out, check them out. And Facundo, take it easy, buddy. Yeah, take it easy, guys. So long. See ya, man. See ya. Take, take care, man. Later. And Morgan, I believe it is time for break. Is it not? Uh, it's not actually. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep pod- <laughs> What? We're going for twenty-four hours. All right, well, I'm gonna go. Uh, Che apparently has some things he needs to tend to, but yeah, we'll yeah. be back in just a few minutes. We gotta go pay for that again. Uber, man. <laughs> At least Josh is gonna. He can make the joke out of you and yell that. <laughs> it's so, just Morgan. It's just we all saw it so many times before you did. You did? Oh, yeah. god damn it. Kind of... You just nope. Nobody I... said anything to me. Yeah, that's the you. point. That's the fucking point. Let's go to break. I hate you guys. <laughs> Thanks guys. At least I know I have two real friends on this podcast. Find real. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. What is up, Chomp Nation? This is Morgan here, also known as General Mountain Time. And look, I want to tell you today about our Patreon. That's right. Chomp Nation is growing every day, and if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chompcast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter, anything we're doing out there, you can support us. And for just a couple bucks, you can help keep us alive. And honestly, our patrons have basically become family. And I want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us. And if you don't, that's fine too. We're just happy that you download and check out the podcast. Um, our biggest and most popular tier we have is just five dollars. Five bucks, you get access to early spoiler casts. That's right, chopping after dark. You get those several weeks early. And you get access to our top secret VIP Instagram page. That's right. On the podcast, you might hear me say, "Hey, do you want to be a VIP member of the Chompcast?" And you say, "I sure do. I sure do." Well, guess what? Boom! That five dollar tier makes you a VIP member. You get access to this secret Instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only VIP members get. And those polls and those feedback questions that we get, if it's a question of the week, for example, are read on the show, we make you a part of what we do. Um, so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can look for our $5 tier, which is probably our most popular. And then from there, it escalates. We have a $10 tier, a $20 tier for Skypes. There's a lot of great things. But just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Check it out. And if you want to support us, it would mean the world to me, Rich, Josh, and Shay, and everyone else out there in Chomp Nation. Until next time, General Mountain Time salutes you. All right, and we are back with more of 
Sword Chomp Radio and the Chomp Cast. Our our special sixty nine point uh, nine. The Chomp. That's right. Thank you for remembering, guys. That. Who you know? It. You know what song's been stuck in my head is Footloose. Who sings that song? Footloose. Footloose. Who sings that song? I feel like I should know who sings Footloose. Is it a trick question? Or are you really no. asking? It? No, I'm really asking you guys. No idea. Is that Kenny Loggins? Yeah, it's Kenny Loggins. Oh, Why? you do. Why know. is that the? It's just been stuck in my head. I don't why know do why. I know? Why do yeah. I know that that's a Kenny Loggins? Yeah, why do you know that? Yeah, is it because um, I watch too much Archer? Uh, actually, like, truth that be would told, make sense. Like, but this is gonna be very. Actually, you know, let's not do this tangent, Morgan. I know you don't have a lot of time. Never mind. I'm we'll sorry. talk about Kenny Loggins when you leave. Yeah, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> please, please do. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah no. Who's that? Who's that? Who is that famous wrestler who had really bad Goodness. knees during the WCW WWF era? All, all of them. Well, he was really tall, had long hair. Kenny Logney's. No, 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 no. This isn't a Kenny Loggins joke. No, no. <laughs> no, I said Logney's. Something Nash. Brett, 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 uh, Kevin Nash. Oh, you said Kevin three times. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's back, baby. Yikes. I'm just kidding. All right, let's do it. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, yeah, my kids got a bit of a fever, so I'm gonna take off early, maybe. But it looks like um, I I want to get to the Crash Four talk before I go if I need to because that's a game we've been hyping up for a while. But also just one we're just interested about. I know a lot of people are playing it as of now. It released last night. Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time uh, by Toys for Bob. It's about time. I don't know how long it's been, but it's like what twenty years or so. So that's a uh, not actually close to it. Twenty years. It's uh, so specific. About twenty years or so. What's that's the number three? of time that I've given with orgasms? It's many, many moons. Many moons. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I I was able to put about four, uh, maybe three hours into it last night. I think we might be at around the same place, Morgan. I'm through the second world. I beat the first real boss. Engine? I stopped at the boss. Yes, that's I beat I, I beat engine. Yeah, I beat engine, and that's where I stopped last night as well. Oh, so we are right in the same spot then. That's awesome. Perfect. Perfecto. So, um, yeah, there's. I was telling Shay today. I was just kind of joking about this because I have some friends who are digging into the the platinum on this game, and I, I don't want to say this is tangential because uh, I do think it's really interesting. This game has one of the craziest platinums I have seen because they are really focusing down on hard they want this game to be hard it's a new wave of crash bandicoot for a new world and it's a tough game i think this is a game that even like josh would find difficult um did you play the first three how did you did you feel like they were hard or easy josh they were extremely hard yeah um the the thing i'll say about the difficulty out the gate is like i think immediately uh things i noticed that i think are the two best additions to crash bandicoot one, that little yellow circle that lets you know where the fuck you're oh, going to land. Oh, the shadow. Yes, the shadow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Absolutely that, love that. Yeah, that is a, a godsend of an addition. And yeah. two, I think we we might have talked privately about this a little bit. Um, I think going with the modern mode and the death counter is so much more effective than a shitty live system. Because yeah. the game still has like goals that want you coming in under a certain number of deaths to get certain rewards. And yeah. then 
the lives counter makes you feel so much worse when you're fucking up because you're like right. jesus christ i died 11 times on this goddamn pit like it, <laughs> it's, it's a lot more disheartening for sure yeah it's a lot more disheartening and that's something that morgan and i wanted to talk about a few weeks back uh with the demo we just you know uh, with me being gone the past few weeks unfortunately we weren't able to get around to it that yeah the, obviously the, you have the modern and classic way to play it and the modern way i like a lot more because it it caught it gives you completely different objectives now you can go back to the classic and play with lives and uh 100 wampa fruit give you a, a life and uh you can play that way but the modern way adds such a different flair to it because obviously you don't you're not picking up lives and when you collect wampa fruit you collect a certain amount to get gems and if you get six gems in a level there are um Skins. Uh, i can't remember there there are three tied to the wampa fruit there's a hidden one there's one that if you die uh X three or less times, times and then one if you find all the boxes yeah that you get you unlock skins for the uh for crash and coco and i assume um possibly the other characters that are playable later on Probably. in the game so i i think that's a really cool way to still add incentive for collecting yeah. collecting things because obviously like when you played sonic the hedgehog obviously you just just reference for an old game where you collect you collect rings to you know both protect you from getting hit and also lives but if you didn't really care about that if you had a lot of lives you're good enough at the game that you don't need to worry about getting hit there's no incentive to pick up the rings but this the unlocking skins gives you incentive to collect well, i think it's an added layer of incentive yeah, the tricky thing about Sonic was, and I think it works, but it was always weird because if you had a, an area of the game that was easy, you'd stack up on lives, and then if you got into a tough area, you'd like burn through those lives. It was like a very weird flow, and the life system is just outdated. I think we'd all agree with that. Like mm -hmm. the live system, it's just a relic of the past, and with exceptions, I, I it just doesn't feel right well, anymore. But it's it's cool they at least kept the option in for those people that want it. Yeah, we um, we may have talked about this in the past. Like the live system came about because of arcades and it yeah, was just something quarters. that yeah. became a, a holdover on consoles like yeah we're kind of past that point and i think i think this game in particular found a a nice supplement for the live systems that feels sometimes more punishing in a good way but also just kind of more rewarding like we don't need games to be like just give me my checkpoint. Just give me my checkpoint, and that's it. That's fine. Yeah. The game is plenty challenging as it is. Like, the checkpoint doesn't ruin the challenge. So. Exactly. I What I like about the modern um, system is you feel like there's more incentive to keep going. When you, when you have, you know, let's say you collect 10 lives in Crash Bandicoot, and you come to this really hard segment, and you are just struggling with it, and you end up using all your lives, and you just can't get past it, the, it's so, like, it's a different kind of disheartening. Um, they're both, I think, in their own ways, very disheartening, but with the live system, it's like, I just lost 10 lives, fuck this game, I'm done. You know, it's like there's no incentive to boot it back up and get back to that segment with less lives. It feels yeah. cheap at that point. It's and like, well, where, I guess I'm going to go play one one ten times and grind some lives out again. That exactly. sounds yeah. fun. Fuck this noise. I'm playing Rezo Gun. Exactly. Whereas this modern system, obviously, your incentive is you don't want to see that 
death counter continue to rise and increase and obviously it's all dependent on who you are as a gamer your patience level and whatnot but when you're stuck on a certain area if you can if you are struggling to get past a point you don't have to rely on lives it's at that point you can practice it again and again and again obviously you don't want to see that death counter go up but you can sit there and practice it without having to farm more lives without Mm -hmm. having to be super tactful and I think that also it's cool in that way. Which is really good. To kind of broaden that example. For a tactile gamer like Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> and me in some it's regard. Designed it's designed for me. It, it allows you to try different things and not fear losing a life. You know, you yeah. can be like, well, I know that the, that the developers wanted me to tackle it this way. Can I tackle it a different way? And instead of paying by losing one of your precious lives, your, your death counter goes up and that's fine. There's no, there's no harm, no foul there. I also, I have to vent about this. Josh, this is fascinating. Okay. So this almost broke me from wanting to try for this right away, but we'll see what happens because I'm a sicko. So the fun thing I like about Crash Bandicoot games is like trying to get everything in a level. It's like you, you go yeah. to the level at a much slower pace. Sometimes you can't get everything. And if you ever played a Crash game, they'll put boxes in weird places sometimes. So you'll, you'll get to the end of the level and it's like you have 113 of 115 boxes. And you're like, fuck, where were the other two fucking yeah, boxes? Yeah, and they're like hidden boxes. Missed. You have to jump on other boxes to hit or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I missed some... one in the second level and I was so me too. fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, and and so and they get even weirder as you go along. Like they just start putting them in a weirder place, which is fine. You know, you explore, you look it up. It's just part of those games, right? But here's the crazy thing: if you not just to get the platinum, this is that's an irrelevant thing. Like if you're into the platinum hunting, like I am, that's fine. To get this thing called a, it's a insane perfect trophy on every level. It's an in-game item you get. You have to go through the entire level, getting every box, every gym except the hidden gym without dying one time. And I can tell you that that is a fucking hell. Hell. Like last night I so was trying to get a, a perfect run. A a literal perfect run. And some yeah. of those boxes are just in brutal places where like yeah. you might just mix mix miss a jump in a weird way and you have to and you can't kill yourself. You have to start the whole level over again. Um so that's going to be for the psychopaths out there. It is it is no and that's not even including the time trials. I don't know if you've ever done these, Josh, but the time trials in this game are harder than the other platinums you had to get. You have to get the platinum uh time trial, which is the the fastest time on all. and time, you know, doing the time trials in crash games, they're fucking frustrating as hell cuz it's like you you'll finish a level going as quickly as you can. You're like, "Oh, yeah, I need to go two minutes faster." You're like, "What? How the fuck am I supposed to do that?" Anyways, this is an ancillary Those, thing to say. Um, this is, one of the those hardest lab, games. I've... Those lab oh, tests are back. Awesome. I yeah. love those. They still those are awesome. so fucking yeah. satisfying. They're back. No where, were plat- they, where were they from? Uh, they were in past Crash games. I didn't know that. Those like uh, those, VHS those bo- things? Yeah. The, I don't know if they were put in that fashion, but those bonus levels those. where they replace all the platforms with boxes and it's like pure 2D. Yeah, they were not VHS tapes. What they were in the original game, they were the faces of um, fuck. What's his? It's not Engine. It was the other guy. He was he he uh, had bald head and he had a cr- yeah like no tooth. Uh, I'm really annoyed. I can't doctor remember something. Name. And then the uh, end the something. Love- end something. Yeah. And then there was a maybe maybe not end. I don't know. Anyways, no, they're all the end. Love- yeah, yeah. And then the love interest uh, Tana. 
like you you collect three of the, the, the their faces and then you get sent into a bonus level and then after that game the second one they started introducing the little platform that you hop on to go into the bonus stages oh, and then they kept that okay. through with uh three and four so or sorry okay. it's two uh, and two. embryo uh embryo okay that's right and embryo with cortex engine and entropy that's right yeah and so they they've <laughs> continued that that tradition of having the platform from two and three on here and they've also added um like you guys are talking about the tape for other additional levels as well and that's basically um i know you guys kind of said this the training of when um dr neocortex uh modified them to become who who they are both crash and his sister coco yeah, it's almost like a, a weird way of getting lore in a strange way, which I, I kind of like in a stupid way. Um, but those, yeah, those are awesome. I the first time I did one of those, I got the the highest rank or whatever on it was for every box. I was like, yeah, those are those are fun. Yeah. I like those. those I really great. like it. I really like it because the game's not taking itself seriously. It's adding that lore just for people who actually like it and care. Like you can skip through all that shit if you don't care. That's but fine. it's so there's such care there, and it's so ridiculous. I also like having to acknowledge that the lore of this universe exists in such a way that <laughs> Cortex modified the Bandicoots. So, like, he was in a lab, like, creating Tana, and he was like, now make this one sexy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does well, make it yeah. somehow even worse. Yeah, it makes it But a also better. Creepier. Yeah. Hey, yeah, just trying to, he knows sex sells. Look, he's a smart man. That's, um, that's what he explained Yeah, no, that's, that's like, how you move Bandicoots. Why are we doing this, Master? That's how you move bandicoots. Um, but no, it's and the interesting thing is you can't get the tape unless you get to the tape without dying. You have to get all the way to the tape in the level without dying, or you it'll be transparent. You can't pick it up, uh, which yeah. I didn't know until I came across one. I was like, why is this fucking? Anyways, it's it's almost probably just one layer too hard for someone like me who wants to get the trophy. But I love I love all those those gems in there just because the one like because you already get a gem for going through a level without dying three times. And that felt perfect to me. I'm like, OK, I have three strikes. You're out to get this level and you get a gem. It's a special gem. So the fact that you have to go through the whole level perfectly and get every box. And then, oh, my God, that's fucking to, to be good. fair, dude. The first game and the second game were extremely hard. The third game was actually a very easy game compared to the other two. And doing the relic chasing, trying to get the platinum relics on those games was brutal i don't know yeah, if you yeah. remember doing it it was fucking brutal yeah so i so far in, in this game i haven't felt like anything has been too brutal um obviously we talked about this privately there's a segment in that dino world dino level in the demo which i fucking couldn't stand um and i thought it was unfair it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because in the demo actually they left out um some of the abilities so it's going to be interesting to see how the game progresses so far but i felt like the game is really balanced um i'm you at this point i'm used to the graphical difference i'm uh crash actually kind of when you're moving him around he kind of slides a little bit differently than the way he did in the original games which we talked about um when they remastered the crash trilogy uh they there's this huge thing where they talked about how Crash's physics when he slides around on the ground or moves around on the ground a little bit is a little bit different than the original. And that's true. That's true um, of this game as well. Obviously, Toys for Bob was not the original creator of the games. Naughty Dog was. But 
when you play it enough, you get used to it, and it's not it's not that well, big of a deal. Yeah, they didn't even it's do It's important the... to acknowledge that it's there, yeah. but it doesn't hamper the gameplay because you get used to it very quickly. Yeah, and someone like me who like enjoys those classic games, like I didn't, I would never even notice that. I just heard people bitching about it, and it's weird because Vicarious Visions did the the trilogy remaster, and I'm glad that they're not really involved in this this is toys for bob uh, toys for bob did some ancillary work on that one as well which is why this one also looks a lot better it looks more like a, this game looks i was in bliss and like the, the first that have the like activision has really entrusted but the ip like they're the skyline yeah. people yeah yes. i mean you see you see that as you're moving through the title screen there's one i can't remember what subdivision of activision um shanghai activision shanghai so yeah yeah so that activision is still kind of overseeing it but yeah i like yeah i really like and this is something that we should talk about in the future are these companies that kind of let games like shutter them in like put them in storage and these other bright new companies are coming in and starting to put a lot of love in developing these games because that's been happening a lot within the past three to five years yeah i think that'd be a good topic yeah it's to talk interesting about later. like people people being fans of a series that it's kind of gone unloved for so i mean one of my favorites, and I think one of Rich's favorites from last year was River City Girls, which is from a mm-hmm. franchise that had been basically left alone for And now years. arguably the best game in that franchise. Yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, a new company comes in. And it's like, we want to do something with this and, yeah, make the best game in the franchise from it. So that it's yeah. really yeah. cool seeing, you know, a new generation of developers be excited about some of these old IPs and do cool new Everybody... stuff with it. Get ready yeah. for that uh, Tiny Tank reboot. Mm-hmm. It's coming. <laughs> uh, no, I, I generally agree with you, Shay. I think the game is is very well balanced. It's just when I was going for it last night, even in those first three levels, there's just something beautiful about getting to the very end of a 15-minute level run, slipping off a cliff and being like, well, <laughs> I better start this level over again if I want that trophy. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get all that stuff. I'm trying to get everything that I can. Yeah, the, I, I think that – I think – I, I can understand your frustration because the levels in this game are actually a lot longer than a lo- yeah, the are, uh, older yeah. games. Because I remember the first few games, you could complete levels in like a minute or two yeah. if you know the levels well enough. But now it's like there are so many parts to these levels. Like it, Memory I constraints feel, are a lot different. Yes. I feel yeah. like a lot of these levels for speedrunners are going to take a lot longer than a minute or two to yeah. complete them. And it, never say like, never. People find a way, and like I, I can't say enough good things about you know the art in this game. I've been saying it for months now. Like it just, it just, it's such a good. Like the first level, I was in such bliss walking around, slapping that spiro floaty, and I was gonna say yeah, finding this little spiro floaty. Yeah, a little spiro floating in the water, and it's just so like bright and colorful and happy, and it's just like the art. It's uh, it's just gorgeous it what they do. It just, yes. it really does. It's so. It, there's so much detail so in the backgrounds. Cool. There is, happened. there's a lot. Yeah, sure, they'll reuse an assets here and there. Of course, it's a platformer. Like, if you jump on a tin can, they're probably going to reuse that tin can elsewhere in the level. No, all the um, tin cans are unique. <laughs> but, like, it's it's just, yeah, the detail, like, oh, there's these cool sand sharks, Josh, that are jumping out at me, trying hmm. to bite me. Fucking hmm. sand sharks, Josh. Hmm. Sand sharks. They're like oh, regular sharks, except they're in the sand. But they're in the sand. Like in I'm the Monster sure Hunter. Tin, I'm pretty yeah, sure like in the Monster can, Hunter thing that you're talking about is that tin can crab looking thing i'm pretty sure that there's 
some hidden thing with that because there's like one or two of those in every single level. you smack them and they go flying? Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some kind of achievement with that or there's some kind of like in-game thing that that involves because I've noticed that there's at least one in every level. Or you're just a crab murderer and you're evil. You know, we talked about crabs last week. It's coming full circle. Yeah. No, Um, you're going to get to the end, check the achievements, and your your save file will be completely locked out of giving an achievement for never killing a crab. You need to sacrifice your data to destroy the endgame boss and (laughs) near Revenant. Next question. (laughs) That, that, that That was a deep pull there. You had to think about that one. Um, the, the, uh, like I said, yeah. And like, as far as gameplay goes, just, yeah. Moving into the modern era, having that shadow, the, the game feels and plays really nice. Like I really, Oh, the biggest thing, Josh, that I think is really clever about the game where they get to flex their like muscles. Cause otherwise, you know, it's going to feel like a crash bandicoot game and be like, okay, they made a nice crash bandicoot game. The one thing about this compared to the other games, Josh, that keeps it on par with some of these better platformers, like the Donkey Kong country, tropical freezes and stuff we play as far as like these developers corrects uh flexing their really creative muscles like what's going to impress you with this game it looks nice it plays well okay but are you going to really be impressed with it like maybe whenever we played tropical freeze or some of these other really you know brilliant really well-made games right there there's the when you wear the new like tiki mask thing uh i forgot what it's called quantum mask the quantum mask you know as you know (laughs) exactly what it sounds like it's a quantum you transcend space and time um when you wear that, you would just, uh, I think it's like R2 or one of those, one of the triggers. Triangle. You, you alternate things in the universe for platforming challenges. So, um, like, let's say you have a platform in front of you that's like, it's like a holographic see-through, like blue. And you have to leap through it and then tap R2 to make it appear so that you can land on it. And then... You jump up, to, you know what I mean? Like basically, you're constantly doing this like little dance back and forth between. Um, it's an idea that's been done in platformers a lot, but it's it's been done really well here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. I agree. It's not necessarily like you've never seen it before, but it's, it's and, not a totally unique idea. But I think it's used well. And I I think they're going to use that in even more interesting ways. Like there's a lot of rail sliding in this game, which I don't remember in the original games at all. There's um, none of that. There's yeah. none of that in the original games, but um, they played a lot of Ratchet and Clank, and they were like, "Do that." They well, did. <laughs> and, but you can you can swoop under, you can like go under the rails and on top of them to like. To, obviously, it's pretty straightforward. Yep, they played a lot of but, Ratchet and Clank, and they were like, "Do that." Well, okay, I hope not. Um, I'm just kidding. Ratchet and Clank's fine. Uh, it's, well, what I'm saying is that they seem to get more and more advanced because there's some of those where you're you're changing the environment with your quantum mask while you're doing those uh, those real sides and those puzzles as well. So I'm curious to see how advanced those are going to get. I mean, um, we're only, like I said, we're only in the second world. They, Another weird... They ahead, get pretty crazy with that stuff. I don't know if you did those levels in Engine's world where you're literally like phasing, using the quantum mask to like phase flamethrowers in and out of existence. You know, I maybe I stopped a level early because that doesn't sound familiar. I was doing one with like a bunch of buzz saws, and then I I think I stopped. There, there is a, an engine level where uh, you're you're swinging from some ropes, and you'll basically be using the quantum mask to like make a flamethrower disappear as you pass through it. Um, oh, okay. Cool. But then there'll be another one on the other side, so you have to quickly toggle it to, so you don't you know get yeah. burned alive. Just like in the best Prince of Persia. Just like real bandicoots. We don't talk about that game. <laughs> there's, there are still, 
there's still some things that I feel like are a little for some of the extra stuff in the game that are a little ambiguous that can be a little frustrating. Like I found this box that was under this ledge where there was a hidden gem. I, I don't know if you saw this one, Rich and Shay, but it was about halfway through the desert levels, the engine levels. And I went back there and there was like no way to propel myself off this box up onto that ledge with crash. And then I looked online and someone was doing it with um, Coco. So I, I does Coco jump higher. Is that her thing? Yes. Yeah, right. Does she? Sure. They're not I identical. Don't think she... I think she jumps higher because whenever I saw people doing it online, cause I tried for like, dude, I tried it for like half an hour. I kept dying and then trying it again. There was no way to get crashed to jump up on this ledge and get this. Um, and sometimes you have to, you have to like press up right when you hit the box to get the right propulsion. Upward. Well, you can do the R R one jump or yeah. If that's the case, why would I ever play as crash? <sighs> Pretty sure they're I'm the pretty same. Sure they're identical. I can't be. I can't be. But now, now I have to know. Now I have to know. Um, fuck. We should. We should. We should Google that and find out real quick. We have to give people good service. Nah, there's uh, no way we can find that out on Google. Because, because there's just some really subtle things sometimes for some of the really difficult stuff in the game where it's like, okay, how do I reach that box? I spent like I died like ten times trying to get there and I don't really know what. I'm doing wrong. You know what I mean? So, and I don't know if that stuff's going to bug people or not. Cause it was bugging me. Um, because I had a, basically a perfect run going on that level and I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I'll see Coco crash bandicoot. Um, hold on. I'm thinking the bottom of this. Okay. You get to the bottom of it. Oh, we. Oh, he finished this up. Anyways, yeah, I'm only in the second world. Oh, another weird thing, Josh. They abandoned the old world map formats where you have a true, you have like a Mario style world map now, which I thought was interesting that they did that. It's pretty much exactly the same as the world map from the first game. Uh, that's true. So two and three was where they went to this, like the cylinder where you like would run the, around. You had a hub. Yeah, they yeah, went to the hub, hub spoke the thing. First one, yeah, it was exactly what they're trying this to do is, now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the yeah. first one at all. It's been so long. So the first one was like you had three islands and you kind of moved around the circumference of the I or sorry, the, yeah, circumference of the island. Uh-huh. Uh, the first the first uh, island had nine stages, and then you kind of warped to the second island that has the that's where you fight Ripper Roo, and you go up and down the stream and there's a little mountain there and you fight um, in the volcano you fight King Kong and then you move to the third island. Okay. Just remember Papu Papu. So it's yes. more of an homage, like their variation of the of like something more like the first crash. I, I kind of think it's that. And I also think it makes a lot more sense because obviously you're warping through time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, platformer. It's just interesting to see that kind of stuff because the I remember two and three so vividly in those being those cylinder rooms where you run in circles and plug everything in that way. So Yeah, it's a hub spoke kind of situation, but world map works. Just as effectively. Just more of an observation, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it so far, other than it just being a bitch to get that platinum, let me tell you. But uh yeah, I, I'm really I really like it. God damn it's pretty. It's so pretty, pretty, pretty. Um so pretty, 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 pretty. That's a gorgeous game. It's been a lot of fun. Um I'm really excited to delve into the quantum masks, all those abilities. Obviously they debuted two of them with the demo. I'm really excited to See what the others do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 
I want to see how some of the other characters are tied in more because the demo um, previewed you getting to play as Neo Cortex, and I know that you're supposed to be able to play some other characters as well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to yeah. see. Well, yeah. How that plays the, fl- out. the the demo actually kind of fucked me up a little bit. Like the flow of the game has been very normal and very nice, and the demo was just like so random and sporadic that I actually think the demo was did did does not do necessarily the game justice in yeah. a weird way. Um which is unfortunate. Not that it, the demo scared me off, but I was definitely like I don't know about this. This is kind of weird. Yeah, the demo was not the uh the greatest. I don't think it was a really well put together demo either. It, it really was not. It dropped you into what I would say are probably some more difficult levels without you having an idea of how the toolkits really fully work. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And the the game is a very normal. F- there is one weird thing that works, but it's very strange, Josh. If you want to do this super jump in the game, you have to hold circle and then tap X twice. And if you think about what a controller looks like, it's a very you odd. You don't thing. have to hold circle. You have to hold. You can hold R one to crouch, and that that's from the older crash game. It is from well. the older crashes. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, you can hold the- circle. You or you can hold R one if you don't want to hold your controller like. Like a goddamn like crab a fucking claw. crab. Why wouldn't they just say that? That you, sounds you know so they circle and X are next to each other. Does, does your thumb not fit over both of them? Well, you got I, very tiny hands, okay. like our president. All right, sorry. I've I'm used been, to. I've actually been doing it, but it's he's like actually very weird. he's actually been like holding his baby's fingers and using to play that way. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. No, like uh, what I was gonna say about that actually, kind of glad that you guys brought that up, is that a lot of the button stuff is the same from the previous games and what i like about it is unlike the other games they actually include a little tutorial in this one uh the third one if i'm remembering correctly crash bandicoot warped they they would put up a little like menu bar i don't know if that's what you call it in in the middle of you playing that says press um circled or sorry press x to accelerate when you're doing the motorcycle levels in crash bandicoot warped yeah they would tell you a few things here and there but for the most part, you kind of just left to figure it out. Um, and this game, it kind of gives you a little bit of a tutorial. It's kind of similarly, but it breaks it down a lot more in this one. Like one of the things that they break down in this game is if you stand still and you uh, spin a box right under right underneath the TNT box, if you stand perfectly still, obviously you'll hit the box without um, spinning the TNT. And, and one you can thing slide that they actually, them too, right? You can slide under and hit the box. You chance the TNT landing on top of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's risky. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that they, I know, again, obviously you guys can tell I was obsessed with these games when I was a kid. One thing that they did away with is when you would spin a box underneath a TNT box, as soon as the TNT box landed on the ground, it would start the countdown. But they changed that. And I don't know if they, ch- I can't remember if they changed that in older games. I'm pretty sure that this is the first game that they, they've done that with. Um, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm not sure why they chose to make that change. And it's, it's not like it's a big deal or anything, but it's just one small thing that I noticed playing through yeah. the game. Yeah. 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 I'm I mean, curious. We'll, we can check back. Yeah. I mean, we, I know you guys got a lot of games to talk about, so we can check back on that when we have some more time with it. Yep. Yep. That's yeah, what I was for sure. Say. I'm sure we'll, the three of us will all have a lot more of that under our belts next week. Yeah. Because I don't have a lot under my belt right now. So, yeah. No, we know. You have a small penis. Cat, cat. 
catch my drift. Um, let's take a quick break, and then I'm going to go check on my kid who's apparently still not doing very, very sick. Um, and you guys can uh, – I'll, se- I'll send you the polls, Shay, and you guys can wrap a bunch of stuff. Okay. I guess me and Josh can fight about Mortal Shell some other time, and um, okay. uh, I'll send you guys the polls. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we're looking forward to you guys hearing the discussion. But um, I know Shay will, I guess, take over. So. Yep. No, it's all good, Sounds man. Good, Go take care of your kid. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. We'll be right back from a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, this commercial is brought to you by Chomping After Dark, our brand new podcast where we deep dive on video games, talking about the story in full detail. That's right. But we don't just talk about games. We've also talked about many wonderful movies. We talk about things from triple A titles to indie darlings to movies that just plain made us laugh. Yes, we are still waiting for the cat's butthole cut. If you want to check it out, please head over to SoreChomp.com or any of the major podcast apps where you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like, dang, I just want to get this podcast two weeks early, head over to Patreon.com slash sword chomp where you can get access to chomping after dark two weeks early all right it's morgan here and we're back um i don't know if you've noticed uh i've God gotten a voice damn you sound changeover sexy. yes i don't know why i feel like i i just want to be much nicer to you thank you thank you um Death Stranding is awesome. I wish you guys loved it as much as I did. You know, I might be coming go. around on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll give it a second shot. <laughs> you know what? Hell, I'll buy a shirt of that. Too. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to play Red Dead again also. <laughs> you haven't even mentioned it. I feel like doing that for you. Uh, um, Morgan obviously had to go. Uh, his child is very sick, so... I'm going to be taking over for the duration of the show. I will do my best to hold my own weight here. Yep. His, so his we, child turned into a professional skateboarder. She's mad sick. Uh, sick ass tricks. Fucking ill. <laughs> the dopest. But we're first going to talk about a game that maybe a few of you have heard about. It's called Spelunky 2. It is a beloved game. It is a sequel to the 2D platforming game. Um, so, Josh, tell us a little bit about it. I just realized what I forgot. It was my notebook for, for marking down tags. Through the, I, I'd been sitting here thinking I'm forgetting something the whole show and just okay. realized what it was. That I had not That's been marking right. down what games we talked about to tag it in the post. And it, and yeah, it's all good. Now that we're finally getting to my game, it of course, it's personal, so I'm like, that's what it is. That's what's... It's, that's what I done fucked happens. up. It happens. Josh, how much spelunking have you done? Because I've done some. Uh, that's where I am. I've done a lot, but some. Um, because it is like the first game where there's so much to learn and to master. So that, fucking hard. That I finished the first world... And it took me, I don't know, like five times to realize that there's a way to tell which world you're going to after that, which mm-hmm. I didn't fucking get. So I ended up in a different one each time because there's three worlds you can go to out of the first yeah. one. Um, 
So I would show up on a completely new one, have no idea what's going on, and die in the first level, and, like 10 seconds later. And you're later. trying to figure out why the hell you can't get any of these shortcuts finished. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, like, my, my first note, and basically the only note you really need if, if you're a fan, is Spelunky 2 is Spelunky. That's, but with more. It's, ju- it's just more not- Spelunky. If you're not willing to put in the time to get good at Spelunky, you're probably not going to see any of the stuff that is different from Spelunky One. It's yeah, uh, oh, ish. Um, they actually, I feel like they made the first zone a little bit more forgiving um, than Spelunky. You think 1. so? Slightly. Uh, the traps in the first world have little punching totems instead of spike totems that instantly kill you. Um, okay. Okay. Really quickly. Really quickly. Hold on. So you guys are delving into it as if people know what this game is. Yeah. 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 I I've heard of Spelunky. I've never actually seen gameplay of it. What is really? Spelunky? Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll do this. No. 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 That's that's completely fair though. Um, Spelunky is a side-scrolling platformer roguelike um, that is ridiculously punishing a really punishing because there are things that will instantly kill you from start to finish that you won't recognize it instantly killing you until you have learned about them um everything is capable of taking you out very from a goddamn bat to um to falling too far yeah exactly yeah um that sounds very prince of persia like like the original prince of persia uh Ish, it's way more as far as like the actual platforming itself. It's less. That was more state based as far as um. The, um. Way less, way less fluid. Um, okay. But uh, um, yeah. Even even the stuff that doesn't kill you outright will often knock you back and end up juggling you between like five other things that can damage you and and something that can do one hit point often will just lead to you dying um, yeah. because you'll just get juggled between every other threat that's near you. Um, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it is really punishing, but also in, it's really rewarding because it is fair to a fault. Um, everything in the game works the way it works, period. You learn how it works and, and you get better at it. It's, it's not really a matter of... Um, you know, having to level up or, or, you know, grind something out. It's, it's about learning how the systems work and getting and how better. the enemies behave. And... Yeah. How, how the enemies behave, how, what things are worth the risk to go deal with. Um, and just like the, the weird interactions between different items, because they've got a whole new, a, a bunch of mechanics, a bunch of items have come over from the first game. Um, but there's a whole there's a bunch slew of new, of new stuff that no that you've not that seen. That curse before. jar fucked me up. Oh yeah, the curse jar. Um, as a time limit, so you don't just take your time super super slowly and end up ruining the experience for yourself. Um, the game had a time limit. It I think it was originally two minutes in the first game. I think it's three minutes per level in this one. Yeah, before the ghost show. Before up. before a ghost shows up, which will kill you instantly as soon as it touches you and in this one it shows it up a little bit later so you can slow down you can take your time to learn stuff a little bit better uh, but once it shows up it's more lethal 
because it will chase you for a few seconds, and then after that, it will split into two ghosts that are much faster to chase you down and kill you. It's, it's, um, yeah, I, I actually, I like that change because it gives you a little more time to kind of learn a level and slowly discover what things do instead of feeling like you're kind of rushed to learn about new areas. I feel like that's good. But then also, like Rich is saying, there are cursed jars that whenever you break open will give you diamonds diamond, that are worth a, a ghost lot more. Will appear. Yeah, but then it automatically makes the ghost spawn right away. So they're but kind of a, a risk mechanic that you can... What I only figured out the other night was you could carry the cursed jar... It doesn't show up until it breaks. ...to the end of the area, mm-hmm. and then you just get the diamond. Uh, but it, it, it can be tough to avoid breaking that. Yeah, because uh, it'll break like anytime you're holding on to stuff. or it, Yeah, it's... What, what I think is important to mention is the best change from the original game they've made, which is um, Shay, someone who hasn't played Spelunky. In the original Spelunky, every area had a damsel you could save who would give you a kiss if you got her to the end of the level to give you a heart back. In Spelunky 2, the damsel has been replaced with a big old fat pug, uh, yeah. which is a <laughs> this much is better choice. A very, very slow change. In the original one, it was only a damsel. In the essentially re-release of Spelunky 1 with you know the the one that everyone knows about like the one that's not the the freeware version you had a damsel a dog or a uh or a himbo as your as your three options and in this one it's all pets you can get a you can get a dog or you can go into the menus and change it to like a cat or a turtle i think a few different pets as the option you can also now play as a sloth uh with a pompadour so that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. interesting so uh, as someone who has never played these games, that is kind of hearing you guys talk about this. The the gameplay sounds interesting, especially if you are interested in something that's just punishing and you kind of want to suffer a little bit, but has an interesting and probably great learning curve. Once you get good at the game, it's probably really exciting. Loop. Exactly. What is there? Is there a big story or is this more predicated on gameplay? Not a big story, but there is a narrative element it's even sort of a continued narrative from the original game uh and the the temple of like exploring the temple of olmec this time you're exploring a second olmec temple on the moon uh but it's nothing too deep like it's very surface level and i i would encourage anyone who has any interest in it to just go go straight to spelunky 2 yeah i feel like a lot of the changes have made it easier to get in ways, I mean, there's an awful lot of it that you're going to appreciate more having seen the first, but I feel like it's a little more approachable, even still. Um, and It's not necessary. It's a completely skippable story um, if you don't really care about that. Um, you're, you're playing as the kid of the hero in the first game, if you want to, or you can play as a sloth of the pompadour. Um, yeah, you can. Uh, also this, the original game does not have online multiplayer. It was local only. Um, this one has four player online co-op. So that is another big, another reason to hop into this one as opposed to the original. Awesome. Awesome. Obviously that's a big thing with, uh, where the world is at right now. Yeah. Having more online capabilities. So that's really cool. Cool. So you guys are going to probably check back in next week and talk about how you finish the game and how amazing it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, my, my hope is right now we mentioned the online co-op probably important to mention for the steam version right now, 
There's some weird stuff with the net code. Um, so online is not up on the Steam version yet. I I mm. believe I am to understand that once it is up, there will be crossplay. So hopefully Josh and I will be able to jump into some of it together then. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Rich, be Rich awesome. grabbed it on the PS4 right away, and then I was patiently awaiting for the better version that somehow was screwed up whenever it showed up. So, so the almost better version. Yeah, hopefully eventually not, it will the be. The not-so-quite-better version. Yeah. N- the not-yet-better okay, version is where we're there at. You yeah. There you go. There you go. That's probably... Yeah. The soon-to-be-better right version. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Okay. I, I, as far as performance goes, it's basically... Well, it's not basically the same since I still have the better frame rate, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. But We'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm still... All right, yeah, well, we'll the check... cross-play is the important bit there, so hopefully they get that sorted. Yeah, definitely. That's super important. I think that needs to be something that all devs and companies need to focus on going forward, for mm-hmm. sure. But we will check back in with you guys here probably next week or in two weeks to hear more about Spelunky 2. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a really fun game, though. But we're going to jump into another roguelike. Um, it's one that I talked about a little bit last week in my my haste to get out to go to work training, which was Hades. I, I don't feel like I got to talk enough about that game. Um, I got to surface level talk about it. I'm sure you guys probably talked about it a little bit more last week when I left. Um but I just I wanted to talk for a few more minutes about that game. I've been playing it in 30 minute increments on the train when I'm coming home or for an hour when I get everything else done at night. And uh, I was curious, have you guys beaten the game yet? I am close, but I, I'm not quite out yet. Okay. No, I've gotten I very nearly beat it the first time I got to the last boss. Very, yeah. very nearly. Like, I got to the second phase and then got him down to, like, less than a quarter of his health. But uh, yep. then I died. Um, yeah. It's interesting. We've all been there. Yeah. I, so you, close. You know, I fi- so close. I finally, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Time has just blended together recently, but I think it was yesterday. I'd gotten to uh, the final boss, and I was like, finally, like, I'm here. And then I'm I'm fighting him, and I'm like man, this is really not hard at all. Like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like, because games sometimes do that where they, yeah. it's more about the narrative than it, the final boss being difficult. And I should have known better. It's a roguelike. So uh, I, yeah. I was like, oh, this, this, this is too easy. And then uh, the second phase revs up and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and I just got my shit packed in. Yeah, that, that second phase. phase is gross. It is nasty. Um, yeah. That's where yeah, you I, want those defy deaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is, like, I, I, I think I lost two of them on the way to getting up there. And then, obviously, you have, there's an item that you can get that gives you two more. And also, if you level it up all the way, it recovers your health back to 100 um, each time you have to use death defiance. And... I was using that as well, but he still like I was not ready for it. I don't I didn't think I don't think I had enough of the right upgrades and he just packed my shit in. Man. But it was really cool because after that happened, I was introduced to another god that I hadn't yeah. seen before. Oh yeah. And she's awesome. Yeah, she has some of my favorite upgrades. Well, depending on she's your build. Good. Some of the builds like she doesn't <sighs> the first time she showed up there like I had, you know, the bonus 
bonus darkness from the bow. So I picked the bow, and the bow attacks super, super slowly, and all of her stuff is built around stacking debuffs. So you just you never stack them with yeah with the bow. So like it's it's I still really like that. I still like how different playstyles, different gods will buff different weapons, weapons better than in, others. Yeah, better ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. But of course, I've got to try the new thing, and it just it did not work with the bow at all. Oh, I think that's what's really, really cool about the game. Like, I've been using the shield the entire time. I love it's that shield. It's great. The shield is amazing. Um, the, the weapon buffs can be really hit or miss with that at times. Um, I don't really like a lot of the weapon buffs for the shield because I don't use bull rush all that much. Oh, but oh, you poor man. I, I know I should probably use it more, but I always forget. I about use it. the ancient Greek assault rifle. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I forgot. Oh, it's funny. I use um, I use the shield and almost exclusively use bull rush. That's so funny. It's I love how is it? Like everyone I talk to has a different build, but like my I, yeah my favorite whenever I get it is there are um different gods and one of them will make your bull rush charge faster. And another yes. one will make it deal. I think. I think. Damage? I think like the baseline is five hundred percent damage. Yes. Whenever you yes. time it right, so yes. you'll end up charging that bull rush ridiculously fast. And as long as you get the timing right, you're just one shotting stuff, left and right, I, just charging I across the map. I always forget about it. Is the thing. I like. Yeah. I'm the type of gamer who kind of freaks out, so I got to press shit quickly. And with the bull rush, you actually got to hold something down mm-hmm. for you. You have to put a little bit more thought into it. And that's not the type of gamer I am. But that's kind of like that speaks to what's really great about this game. I talked about it a little bit last week. Um, I really like that there are just so many different ways to play this game. Yeah. And uh, I talked about like making like synergistic builds and whatnot. I really like spending a lot of that time. And you really get to try out these interesting combinations that you didn't realize would work synergistically you know uh, some of the some of them are common sense but then you're kind of relying on what you're given at the end of the day like some of the ones that you you get into like some of the upgrades and power-ups that you get from the various gods you're like oh well no shit i'm gonna take this but others you're like well i gotta take the best of these three um they're all the same rarity uh why well, can't you use find this- one that works well with what you already have Right, yeah, well, sometimes that happens, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just have to pick one, and you're like, well, I hope this works out because, like, this is the best of the three. And then it works in a way that you didn't expect it to work, and you're like, oh, shit, I just discovered a new combination that I need There's, to um, yeah. look for. I-, I think it's funny, and you guys mentioned the shield. There's a Zeus uh, buff for the shield that I really like where it makes it so I think when you throw the shield, you throw, like, a lightning copy of it instead of actually throwing the shield. Yeah. And then you never find yourself unarmed, and I'm just like, that's my absolute favorite way to play. Mm, I haven't weapon. seen that one yet, actually. Yeah, it's one of the upgrades once you uh, start pumping blood in your weapons. Yeah. What, pumping that, bl- you pump blood the, in your weapons? Yeah, you didn't, mm, the mm. different forms of the weapons. Fuck, I didn't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, you can get different versions of the weapons that behave totally differently. Like everything you oh, have shit. is Zagreus's form of that weapon. But you could, for example, like with the Stygian blade, you could get this is the Stygian blade, but when Poseidon was wielding it, and it works totally differently. I did not know that. Is that just something you upgrade in like the weapons area? 
Yeah, you go to the armory, and if you have the weapon equipped, you click on it again, and it brings you into an upgrade tree. I did not know that. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's that shows it, uh, up once you've unlocked all the other weapons. And that's what blood. the Tartarus blood is for. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. So I haven't unlocked all the other weapons yet. That's why I've been unlocking all the abilities mm-hmm. um, at the mirror, which is uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, gotcha. that's fair. So a lot yeah, of those are good. Once you have every, once you have a full armory, then you can start exploring um yeah they're not strictly better types they're j- they're different they'll, they'll okay. make it play different so it's not like you're handicapped yeah. until you until you get um those upgrades because they're not yeah. so much upgrades is like changing the way it plays um, yeah like for I, example cool. the, the second form of the the gun the last weapon is like it's got a smaller clip but it deals more damage oh you weren't kidding there really is a gun in oh this. the last weapon is a literal assault rifle Yes. Holy shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, because, like, I haven't played since the base game, like, yeah. the first, like, update. Yeah, the fists and the, uh, and the gun were added after the fact. No there's, shit, all right. There's even, like, a line of dialogue where they talk about this being this ancient, sacred weapon, and they're like, there's no telling what horrible effects there could be of a weapon like this found its way into the world of man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. That's like that's one thing I really, really like about this game. I feel like it's incredibly well balanced, which I didn't feel like was the case originally. Um, I know when Josh talked, Josh and I talked about it. There were some enemies in the game that were just fucking brutally overpowered. Um, and it doesn't feel that way now. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah. incredibly. There are well still balanced. some that I... will rock your shit until you realize how to deal with them. But yeah. it's a matter it of learning unfair. how to deal with them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I like I like that, you know, for me, I've just stuck with the shield pretty much the entire time. And I haven't I haven't done like the upgrading of the weapon stuff, which isn't technically an upgrade yeah. like you guys are talking about. And I feel like that I am still capable of beating the game. It's just yeah. relying on a my skill and capabilities, but found B, a way also the power ups that I get as well. Yeah. Yeah, I still really like the shield because it essentially starts you off with a passive Athena buff because you can block stuff with it. Whereas, how do you basic- block with the bull rush? Anytime you're charging up oh. a bull rush, you've got the mm. shield. You're wielding it, so you can block anything oh, you're okay. aiming that at. Because you- I kept seeing a reference to blocking, and I was pressing all the buttons. I'm like, how the hey, what fuck the am fuck? I? Yeah, it's anytime you have the shield out. It also blocks the entire duration of the bull rush. So you can charge through a line of stuff blocking the entire way. Mm, that's okay. That's good to know. I definitely need to start integrating yeah. that ability more. Yeah, which is it's okay. very nice unless you get an Athena. But like, I almost always take the Athena dash ability that just lets you deflect anytime you're dashing. You're deflecting just, while you're dashing. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I really like that one as far as just kind of a general all-around utility sort of a feel to it but yeah the, the shield kind of um, allows you to have that whether you get that boon or not right the, the other dashes i really like i like the Ares one that leaves um like blades in your wake mm-hmm. and the dionysus one that just get, inflicts everyone with hungover yeah that's i like that one i like this i i love zeus's stuff so like as, as much as i can i try and get his stuff because I like how you can just chain it all together. Like if somebody gets afflicted by uh, a lightning bolt, they can become jolted. Um, On top of that, like you can increase the number of jolts that get shot. Like if you throw your shield 
it usually shoots a bolt of lightning out at another enemy or two. And you can double that. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much chaining going on with Zeus's. See, that, knowing, I really liked his. No, Knowing you like that, Shay, that has me really wanting you to unlock the weapons. Because what I was talking about with that, like, lightning version of the shield, like, one of the alternate versions of the shield is Zeus's yeah, shield. It's Zeus's like, that, version that of it. That's sick. Yeah, yeah I, would, really I guarantee cool. I would. Love in really well. I love that shield. Like Zeus's version of that shield is so fun. You're, I think cool. you're gonna yeah, love I'm that. Definitely once gonna you get delve there. into that. Yeah, it's and I would have probably got a little bit more time with it. Um, we, I, uh, Morgan had asked me to play the Suicide of Rachel Foster this week, which um, I wanted to sit down and play because a he got a review code for it. B he wants to do a Chomping After Dark, which we're gonna try and do that a little bit, probably either later this weekend or next weekend. Um, so that took up part of my game playing time, unfortunately. And I kind of, I'm, I've taken a break from Mario sunshine right now. Cause that one level I was texting you guys about privately. I was like, I need <laughs> yeah. a break. I need a fucking break from that game. Mm-hmm. But, that one um, is, is a tougher one that I think I literally told you, like the way I get through that level back in the day. And when I beat it this time yeah. is not the way they want you to do it. But no. Yeah. No, the fuck the normal way. But anyways, that's tangential. Um, <laughs> yeah. After Crash Bandicoot's done, um, I still want to jump back into Hades. But I know there are a bunch of games going to be releasing, so I want to beat Hades sooner than later. That way, I can you know qualify. Like for me, I I'm I've been keeping a, a tally of all the games I've beaten this year. I want to make sure I add that to the list. I want to make sure oh. that I actually beat that game. That way, like. I don't I won't feel guilty about saying, hey, OK, I'm done with this game for now. I need to play these other games. And eventually I do want to return to that game because I think there's a ton of replay value there and that there's so many different ways you can play that game. And I, I also want to see how the game ends. I want to see how like all these gods yeah. are tied up. I want to see the I want to see the final <coughs> cutscenes and whatnot of what happens, because even though like mythology is something that especially like Greek mythology is something that has been explored so much in so many different ways. I just, I love, I thought uh, I was over it, but it's no, the way that yeah, I did too. I did too. But the way super giant has done, it's um, amazing what they've done here. And like, um, it just speaks to Greg Kasavin's writing, to be honest with you, because, uh, Bastion was, is one of my favorite games of all time. Pyre is a wonderful game. Like I said, what little transistor I've played has been amazing. And he's he's a consistent writer. And that studio consistently puts out amazing games. They're absolutely one of my favorite studios out yeah, there right absolutely. now. And yeah, I, I just hope like my my hope at the end of the day, um, obviously we're not done talking about this because none of us have beaten it. And I'm hoping by this time next week we uh, the three of us will have beaten the game. Um that I just hope people like go to this game and give it a chance if they haven't already. I I talked a lot of shit on it when it first came out, and I really I wanted to get get into it because I love Super Giant, and I've been dreading playing it um, for the past year and a half now. I think year year and a half that it's been out, maybe even longer than that. Um, and then they released it on the Switch, and the the final product is way better than i expected it to be it's a phenomenal game if you like roguelikes if you like any of those aforementioned games that they've done if you like super giant it's an amazing game um it's absolutely worth your time yeah 
and like 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 he was mentioning with the whole the Greek pantheon sounds played out at this point. I I, I completely get that, but these characters feel fresh, and I they 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 make all of them feel just new again like even even if you know their stories you want to hear them from this version of the character right yeah um right like they don't feel like disney characters like disney's hercules that we grew up with they don't feel like the (laughs) they don't feel like the absolute pieces of shit that a lot of them were from Mm -hmm. like the original greek mythologies especially zeus my god is still like tinges of that in like those exactly. really it's good like that's the backstory like, but they're not like in your face the rules where you have to choose between one of the gods like oh, th- those are some of my favorite interactions so good where it's immediately like zeus being like you would choose him over me and just like flipping out for 10 seconds and then literally having that like shitty dad reaction of we really lost our temper back there sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's so yeah, good. i love that i love those segments and it's always I like that too. Uh, sorry not to get back into this just really quick. <laughs> I like that too. Is like you, one thing that the game does really well is that they, um, they give you options of which chamber you want to go into next. And there's a lot of risk reward there. And it's not just mm-hmm. going to different chambers. There are certain challenges within the chambers to get more resources, um, for your future runs. Like there's a lot of risk and reward and you kind of have to analyze do I want to risk this because I know I'm probably not going to survive this run because I'm not getting the power-ups that I need, or do I want to just say, fuck this, I'm not going to do this, I'm trying to make it through the whole game. And I like that. I like that a lot. There's so much versatility to how you can play this game. And it just affords itself to multiple, multiple playthroughs. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. We'll check back in. Um, hopefully next week we will have all finished that game and we can talk about it more. So the next game we are going to talk about is this ridiculous game. I, I don't. OK, so ridiculous seems excessive. No, it does not. <laughs> it's a, in a good and a bad way and a neutral way. Uh, Rich told me and Morgan and the rest of us that he's playing this game called 13 Sentinels. And I was like, I've never heard of this game. So I was doing a quick Wikipedia search on our break. And the shit I was reading about is like they're fighting mechs and kaijus and fictional 1980s Japan. And um, they're 13 teenagers. And and what on top of that, what is nonlinear storytelling? Just like, yes, I was like, what the hell am I reading? So Rich. Please enlighten okay. me and the listeners. What the hell is 13 Sentinels? So 13 Sentinels, uh, I just rim is a the new game from Vanillaware. So I'll first off, I put some screenshots in our in our personal chat the other day. This, this game's got a fucking hell of an art style. Um, on the surface, for the most part, it really is a visual novel in a lot of ways. So there's 13 protagonists, these 13 high school students, and you mentioned a 1980s Japan. But it's not just set in 1980s Japan. It's set in 1980s Japan. It's set in the 40s. It's set in 2025. It's set in 2064. Uh, Basically, uh, all of these kids are pilots for these mecha called Sentinels. And they're 
basically these kaiju, they're not really kaiju, like they call them that, but they appear mechanical in nature. Um, okay, okay. They, they destroy the world in the year 2064. Um, some of the characters are from 2064, some of them are from the 80s, some of them are from 1940. Basically, uh, there's That's a this lot sort of... later than I would expect the world to end, considering where we're at right Isn't now. Isn't it like we? I feel so like hopeful. we're right there. Uh, exactly. It's really nice of them to really dream big on that. Uh, but where the nonlinear storytelling comes in is it kind of jumps perspective and timelines because it'll introduce a character in one timeline, and then like two scenarios later, you'll realize, oh, that character is originally from the year 2064. And was sent back to the 1980s to prepare for this cataclysmic event. Um, hmm. uh, and then in between these sort of uh, visual novel segments, there's actual tactical battles against the kaiju. Um, where they're not super high res, like it basically gives you a top-down map and like digital readouts. It's very simplistic looking. But the tactics aspects of it are really fun, especially because they deal into what sort of mech each character is using. Okay. Every char character either has a first generation mech, a second generation, a third generation, or a fourth. And they're all very different. Like, uh, first generation mechs, for example, are much faster, but they don't have a lot of ranged weapons. They're mostly focused on melee attacking, and they have some light machine guns. Whereas fourth generation mechs, um, can't really move that far at a tick, but they have like insane long range missiles. But once something kind of closes in on them, they're basically screwed. Hmm, interesting. So you kind of have to balance like the different mech types you're using. Uh, and like you were kind of alluding to, the story is kind of bonkers because the timeline is jumping all over the place. This uh, game just kind of sounds like it's all over the place. Like the, the what you're reading and then the gameplay that you're expecting from that is not what you expect at all. You said it's RTS, right? Yeah, it's less RT. It's not like heavy RTSE. It's it's a tactical battle, and it is fairly simple compared to a lot of games that uh, you know really focus in on that. But it's easy to kind of lose yourself if you don't focus in on the enemies, because every battle kind of has the same focus. There's this Aegis Gate at the center of the map that the kaiju are attempting to destroy, and you need okay. to either clear the zone entirely or defend the gate until it activates and subsequently wipes out all the enemies for you. Okay, interesting. It sounds like a little bit, obviously, and maybe it's because it's the game I associate with mechs, a little bit vaguely like Into the Breach. Some of the mech designs are very reminiscent of Into the Breach. Uh, as you could expect, a lot of the story stuff feels very like Gundam or Evangelion-esque. Yeah, uh, yeah, very, very anime. Interesting in what terms with the act the gameplay outside of the mechs, the uh, the visual novel stuff that I wanted to mention was unlike your typical uh, visual novel, it is like you're inside scrolling environments and you can move around as these characters. First off, the art's fantastic. And then it uses something it calls the cloud thought system, which is basically you talk to someone and they'll mention something and that gets added to your thought cloud. And then you're mm -hmm. able to either think about that thing or like adventure game style, bring it up to another character who will then in turn mm -hmm. give you new dialogue about that. And it encourages you to replay scenarios because by the end of the game, it's like, OK, well, now in Koji's thought cloud, I have all these ideas. So what if I start talking about Sentinels to 
X person in his first scenario, I might learn some new information. That's interesting. So, like, the game isn't quite forcing you to remember all of that stuff. It's kind of storing it for you. Exactly. And then you kind of got to piece it together how it all goes together. Yeah, and then the game will tell you, you'll be able to look at a scenario, and it'll, like, I'll look at Koji's prologue, and it'll say, you got 100% of the information in this chapter. So there's no need to go back there. Um, and there's also a feature I mentioned to Josh earlier that if you've replayed a scenario already, you can set it to fast forward and it will only stop fast forwarding when it hits dialogue you have not seen before. Interesting. Okay. That's actually kind of cool because I think that's one of the things that sometimes can be a turnoff for me in like an RPG that I'm playing. Granted, this isn't necessarily an RPG, but, um, or a game with a longer story is I'm sometimes expected or the player is sometimes expected to remember certain characters, certain relationships, certain things happening. And because some stories are so long or convoluted that you forget some of that stuff, that that seems like that this, um, I don't know, this mechanic, I don't know if you call a mechanic, this aspect of the game really kind of does away with that, which is actually really, really, really nice, especially with whatever the fuck this game is. Uh, it is, it is anime as fuck. And, uh, I'm, I'm early on. I, I maybe that needs about to be four. its tagline. Anime is San- Sentinels play a game. If you want anime as fuck, uh, it is an Atlas joint, uh, Atlas and Vanillaware. So naturally that means even buying the base physical edition nets you an art book, uh-huh. uh, because we're talking about Atlas. Are those pages sticky at all, Rich? Not just yet. It's pretty new. Not just yet. We'll check back in next week on that page. Yeah, I'll let pages. you know. I'll let you know how that's how that's doing in a, in a yeah. week's time. Interesting. Um, you, no, yeah, now, this, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, this is something I've had my eye on for a while, and it almost slipped past me until Josh offhandedly uh, said in our chat one day, "Oh yeah, Vanilla Wears Mech Games coming out." And I was like, "Oh fuck, yes, Thirteen Sentinels. It's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time now." My my big question here, obviously, is I've never really delved into the anime-style video games too heavily. Um, I think the m- most anime-style game I've delved into, quote-unquote, would probably be like Gravity Rush 2, which I sure. absolutely love that game. Um, as someone, like in general, not specifically me, but uh, for the time being me, someone who's not really delved too much into anime-style games, is this like one to jump into, or is this one that is more for... F- someone who's been a fan of anime style games this for a while might now be uh one that i i would leave to people who really know what they're in for because at its core it is a visual novel like this is more akin to it's interactive as hell obviously but it's more akin to watching an anime than like it, it's hard to compare those sorts of things to full-on okay. video games because it is not an action-packed video game it is a yeah so, passive so watch experience Steins for first. the most part and then play Steins Gate. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, you, Fair you, you watch Steins Gate, then you play this, then you watch Steins Gate Zero. Is that the new one? Is that the new yeah? One? That's Game the of... new one. I... That's the new one. Yeah. So then you want to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, uh-huh. um, because oh. it's much closer to the manga. FMAB well, is watch so the good. First, watch the first. What is it? Thirteen episodes of the original. And then drop it like a bad habit, then go to Brotherhood. Because they skip over the episodes that they did properly too quickly yeah. in Brotherhood. Well, they, they they skip over a lot of what you might consider some of the more filler stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but some of it is important later. So what yeah. you want to do is watch the first 11 episodes of Blue Exorcist, and then you stop, and then they made a sequel tangent series, but that's actually the proper continuation of the manga. So you're going to want to pick that up. Uh-huh. Yeah, an- anime sometimes is really, really good and really entertaining, <laughs> and then at other times it's just like, fuck this hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and thus we have gotten into the yeah. Oops All Anime but, podcast. Yes. Oops Spe- All speaking of which anime. though, like since I'm not remembering episode numbers here. No, you watch the original Full uh, Brother the Full Metal Alchemist um until you get to the Chimera episode. After that it goes off the rails cuz it they, yeah, they it, got ahead it, of the Oh, when they when they the turn Shao Tucker into like a cuddly bear man. Yeah. Um I own Conquerors of Shambhala on DVD. And that's hmm. a weird fucking movie. Remember when they were like ran out of ideas and they were like, what if the Elric brothers fought Nazis? Yeah. Which is very weird considering they were obviously the Nazis. In, yeah. In that, in that world. Yeah. My yeah. favorite part of that movie is when they're in our world with our tech and Ed has that arm that he has to start like a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Like he's like, I'm <laughs> gonna punch you, and he just like pulls the drawstring. Oh goodness! Like, all right, well that's thirteen sentinels. If you want an anime as fuck video game, as Rich would say, this is your game. And if it's if that's not what you want, maybe stick to Hades or some other game. But we have one more game we're gonna talk about before we take a quick break and go into some polls and some other back end stuff. Going Under, which is um, not the title of any of our sex tapes, is a video game. It's a title for my sex tapes. <laughs> that is just, that is the that is the series of your sex tapes. Mm-hmm. Going Under, part one. Yes, Going Under. So uh, I was trying to look and see if there's Return a Wikipedia the King is my page favorite. on Going Under, uh, see what it was. Um, I looked at the Steam page very briefly. Talking about how it's a dungeon crawler um, exploring failed tech startup ruins. And it's a very, very colorful, bright looking game. Can you guys tell me about what that what the hell this game is exactly? The roguelike set in a in a startup. (laughs) Yeah, you are an intern. Your first day as an intern. Supposed to be there for marketing, except no one mentioned this to you. That does that. All their marketing is run by an AI. So you get there and you don't really have anything to do. Except there there happen to be these goblins that that keep wandering into the office. And you don't really know why. They're just kind of kind of annoying. So anyway, since you're an intern with nothing really important to do, why, why don't you go take care of these goblins that we've got in the basement underneath it's our my office building here. piece of passive text. You're like, you know what? Why don't you head on down to the dungeon and clear out some of those goblins? Excuse me? Mm-hmm. That's okay. All right. I'm liking where this is going. Um, Keep going. You're, you're starting to sell me on this. Yeah. The, the gameplay is... Um, I guess 3D Zelda-ish? If I had to... But you can... Put it, Pick up anything to use as a weapon. Yeah. Like a- anything, anything you can get your hands on is a weapon. Yeah, you can throw chairs, you can throw trash cans, whatever. Um, but it's, it's kind of like an swords. over-the-shoulder plus lock-on uh, combat thing. You can uh, 
you know, pick up anything as a weapon and just whack stuff with it. Um, it is uh, kind of a, a shorter run as far as uh, these games go um, because they it's did an interesting dungeons. thing. Yeah, yeah, it has three separate dungeons, possibly more. We'll see. I've I've only unlocked three so far. I don't know if that's all of them. I, or, I'm, yeah, um, I don't know. I've beaten the first one. The other night I got into the, the second dungeon, which the interesting part to me is because I don't think I was quite expecting this. They're all themed differently and have yeah. different enemy types. Yeah, they're all different yeah. failed startups. Like the first one is just kind of a, you know, general tech whatever it looks like a colorful office yeah and then the second one instead of goblins it's a bunch of skeletons uh and Mm. they were really into cryptocurrency in this office and and that kind of tanked on them and anyway um and then the third one is a bunch of demons um but oh that's the second one i went into the demon oh did you do that one second Yeah. yeah (laughs) <laughs> the dating app yeah oh my goodness yeah um I, yeah you unlock the the second and third basically right next to each other you can kind of choose which one you want to go into uh i think at the same time i'm not sure if it's at the same time or it depends on what maybe you've done, I, but all i can tell you for sure is uh yeah the second one i unlocked was the the dating app startup run mm. by demons yeah it's yeah mm. and so much of the comedy is just I think it's going to be hit or miss just because of the subject matter, but I think it's written excellently. Um, just like the, the voicing for each, each character, um, like not the writing voicing, like they're, they're not voiced, but like, um, like the, the, the prose that lends itself the to their voice. Yeah. The dialogue is so unique yeah. for each of them. You just, you get a sense of all these characters. Um, <laughs> there was that, that image you sent to the chat that is one of my favorites in one of the health restoring items in the shop is avocado toast. And the yeah. item description is a, an affordable alternative to home ownership. Yeah. Oh God. I love avocado toast. It's so good. It really it's is. So good. It's good. Yeah, I don't, and and, I don't and so ever... expensive. I mean, these, the kids these days, but... I don't know if you've ever made curry avocado toast and you top it mm. with cheese, but fuck is that? That good? sounds delicious. That sounds amazing. Oh. Yeah, I actually, well, I just bought like, stuff to make curry here this curry, weekend. You just put curry powder and you mix it in with um, okay. some olive oil. It's a little less me- a little less messy. That I way. went to the the supermarket after work today. I got some avocados. I was gonna make some guac tomorrow. All right, make All some right. curry avocado toast, man. I might do that. I have a pl- uh, I have a surplus of avocados. That's funny. You say. you you bought the stuff for the guac. I bought the stuff for the curry. <laughs> I mean. I have a surplus of avocados. Like the guac was just in my immediate future. Like uh-huh. I would plan on making some burritos tomorrow there and I wanted to make some fresh guac. There you go. There you go. That works. But no, I, I really like the, the visuals of this game. Like it's very colorful. It's very bright. There's a lot happening. It looks very whimsical. I like how the main character, she looks like she has flaming hot puff Cheetos for arms. Yeah. Um, the character the design is very great because of that. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's so lighthearted. Like it's it's the thing I've been playing while I lay in bed at night. It is Yeah. It's it's like the the subject fun. matter is like not darkest dungeon. Well, like it it's like the, the, the actual the actual stuff there is way more horrific than darkest dungeon, but they tr- they make it lighthearted and and enjoyable to to go through, you know, actual yeah. hell instead of 
you know, the make-believe stuff, the fairy tale stuff, like in Darkest Dungeon, <laughs> which uh, is really sad. But um, it, yeah, Listen, all, not all the Darkest Dungeon stuff is make-believe. Yeah, not they, all. They, there could be good reference point to my favorite Lovecraft story about mm-hmm. that guy whose family is cursed to die on their 27th birthday. Then he finds out the guy that cursed them has just been climbing into their window and murdering them every time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, That's amazing. But no, like, I, I would definitely tell anybody, like, that who's interested after hearing these guys' description, definitely go watch some videos. Yeah. Because the, the whimsical nature of the art style and what's going on in the game really looks fun. It looks extremely, extremely fun. Yeah. And just hearing how these guys describes it, describe it makes me want to try it out. It looks really fun. Yeah, there is. I mentioned I mentioned how many I have to play as they were coming out, but I have been extremely pleasantly surprised by how good all these roguelites have been. We've suddenly uh, been hit by about a million really a good million roguelites. great ones. Like all of a sudden, like Hades is outstanding. Spelunky 2 is it's it's more Spelunky, so it doesn't sound exciting. It's what I expected. But it's it's still it's Spelunky. That's it's amazing. Um yeah. BPM, I still absolutely love that. For for different reasons than like a roguelike traditionally. But yeah. It's still just unbelievably satisfying. And this is just delightful to play through. The the comedy's good. The music is great. It's kind of kind of a, a lo fi sort of um feel to it that just it, it works um it just it makes it like like rich was saying it's, it's a good game to just kind of turn on play in bed play play when you have a moment here or there just to kind of just to relax it's yeah it's i bought really the switch for version that. for precisely that reason i just kind of lay oh, down sick it's on switch and, cool yeah mm-hmm. um 20 20 bucks on switch i just kind of that's uh two to three runs of that is like how i wind down at the end of my day yeah the past that's days. awesome Cool. Well, if you guys want to check it out, check it out on Steam or Switch. We're going to go to break really quick. We're going to get into some polls afterwards and some back-end stuff. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a T-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. Everyone, we're back. Oh, my God. It's been forever. Actually, it has been Where a did few we go? Minutes. What happened? Um, somebody, unfortunately, here had an unfortunate toilet incident, but I won't detail too much. Toilet. More of a... Toilet. 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 Something like that. French fries. Um, so Morgan... (laughs) Morgan did some polls, and, uh, we're gonna read them out, and I'm sorry to you guys in advance, as, uh, (laughs) as always... 
sexually charged. Hey, huh. man, it's not your fault. So obviously that new Mario triple pack has been released a few weeks ago, surprised us all. And um, we actually didn't even talk about the new Mario Battle Royale. I'm sure we'll delve into that more next week. But um, that that triple won. pack has been bringing a lot of pleasure to a lot of people, myself included. And uh, the reason why I use that particular vernacular is because of this poll that Morgan did. Are you wet for Mario Sunshine? I assume in reference to the flood system and also uh, if you are just that excited. Uh, The choices were sopping and dry. 48% said sopping. 52% said dry, which I think makes a lot of sense with what you guys have told me in the past about the criticisms of the game, that it's pretty much neck and neck 50-50 at this point. Yeah, 50% of people like it and 50% of people are wrong. Yeah. Like it is, it is a hard sell. I'm still surprised they still went like with a full a sixty for it because, like I, I mentioned before, I would be buying this literally just for this game because I've got multiple copies of both the others. It's they're they're easier to get a hold of. Not that I'm opposed to having them all in one place. Yeah, but it, if they had put them out piecemeal digitally, I probably would have just bought Sunshine for like twenty bucks or whatever for yeah. now. Yeah, that's where um, I'm at too. And it like it's one of those things like I absolutely wanted to get this game, but I didn't want it for 60 bucks. To and get then this I complained game. about their whole um oh, limited release thing, but at the same time it was like, well, I'll be buying it physical day 1 then. Yep. Yeah, that's I think mm-hmm. it's cool at the end of the day that they did this cuz there's a lot of people like me like we talked about previously that just haven't played the games. And so hopefully by buying this triple pack, some of these 52% will actually be like, you know, let me see what it's about and actually end up liking the game. That's yep. the hope because it is a really, really fun game minus Shine. the frustrating moments. So um, the next poll, uh, obviously the quote unquote switch 2.0 has been officially announced. It's the Nintendo switch pro, but uh, Morgan feels like that there's a different, name that it could have there's a better naming scheme you guys want to you guys can probably figure out which one he came up with if you didn't see the polls already it didn't but it, was he just gonna go with super switch you're close uh-huh. uh he said super nintendo switch which i think is worse. there you go there you go as you peek at the polls on your phone that's right yeah he went with uh, i'm looking they... at pornography oh okay <laughs> <laughs> pornography should they call the upgraded Switch a Super Nintendo Switch? And an overwhelming 75% said, what the fuck, Nintendo? Of course you should call it that. What the hell are you thinking? What is going on in your marketing department? Which I'd actually... I mean, it's a cool name, except it falls literally right into the whole Xbox pitfall of naming your shit yeah. completely on incomprehensible yeah like if they named it super stuff. nintendo switch that would be super confusing like yeah. is that does the model look like a like skin of a super nintendo is it coming preloaded yeah. with a bunch of super yep. nintendo games i mean like yeah they've got a bunch of super nintendo games already on there whenever you've got their their service True. like what what are they True. like it's it's already confusing it's a really cool name but i just i think it's too confusing to be good is kind of for sure for sure and i think morgan would probably 
disagree with that slightly. So I'm going to hold on. Let me channel Morgan first. Granted, second. it's been significantly longer since the Super Nintendo, but just as far as search results go and everything, it just it yeah. seems like it's not worth it. It's yeah, not good on, for let SEO. Me, let, let me yeah. channel Morgan here real quick. Man, I mean, if they can do that with a fucking Xbox, a stupid naming system, I mean, surely they could do it with this system. I mean, it would be such a good seller. What are they thinking? Hold what on. the fuck is Nintendo doing up there? Josh, they have I'll take care of it. Billions of dollars. They have all these fucking great marketing departments. How could they drop the ball on this one? I'm addressing the entity inside. Leave, leave this mortal shell. Be gone, foul spirit. <laughs> Did I do good? Did I do good? Was I Morgan there? Shay, you're back. Yeah. Did I do My good? This isn't worked. I feel like I feel like I did a good job. Hopefully Morgan listens back to this. Actually, my nipples are hard right now. <laughs> why like, why is that happening? I don't remember saying any of that. I was pretty sure I left, but you can hear it plain as day. I'm there on the podcast. Yeah, I I hope he enjoys that because I feel like I channeled him really well right there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them isn't a poll. It's just a meme of Chris Evans being Wait, how, like, why our, was that Captain in America? The polls there, like what? Because it was about Chris Evans' poll. Because Morgan likes okay, okay. Morgan secretly likes the Wang, and that's perfectly okay. And we all here support it was a good him for dick. that. I just wish he would come out and say it. But anyways, the last poll to your guys' chagrin, um, Joe Rogan dot 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 love him and his show or vomit emoji. said love him and his show. The rest said vomit. I don't like the show because it perpetuates the stereotype that Joe Rogan is a good interviewer. Mm. I think it's strange that 54% of people are unfamiliar with Nazis. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I blame the U.S. educational system. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, because two-thirds of supposedly that recent study or poll two-thirds of people don't believe the holocaust actually happened or that number seems way too high it does it does and like granted like they can say that oh this is a poll we did and it's crazy but like it's also going to very much depend on what like a bunch of factors like i'm not gonna of the people i asked at this texaco station don't believe the holocaust (laughs) happened Right, exactly. I'd have to look at how they surveyed all that statistical. Well, what was your sample yeah. size, and where are you getting this data from? Yep. Yeah. Region is such a big thing. Yeah. We, what, so we asked a bunch of people. We asked a bunch of old white guys in Brazil. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Thank That's you, okay. But anyways, um, get, getting back to the unfortunately getting back to the uh, topic at hand i think morgan would have i think this would have launched us into it honestly a disagreement almost to an argument but um here's what i'll say i've watched a few of his podcasts i actually um you know i've watched a lot of his stand-up i've liked some of the jokes that he has in there um i watched fear factor when i was younger in which he was the host of i like some of the I like some of the guests that he brings on because they're very informative and they cause me to think about things in a different way. Um, I've talked about this episode a lot. He had a, uh, um, the name has slipped my mind. He had a sleep scientist on his podcast and basically Joe Rogan just sat there and asked questions and was basically all of us learning about sleep. And it was such an informative 
podcast where like all the sleep science, all the all the uh, technical jargon and whatnot was broken down for the average person to learn that basically if you don't get eight hours of sleep a night, you're four times as likely as a man to have a heart attack. And you're three times as likely to have a stroke. All this stuff. It was such an informative episode. Shay, that was and... Neil Gaiman. He was talking about Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you sure that wasn't Lars? Um, it might have been. <laughs> but but it was, though, those type of episodes where Joe Rogan kind of just sits back and lets the, the, the specialist talk about what they do. And actually I think, inform, yeah. I think those yeah. are the more palatable episodes of his podcast because you're learning something of course he has his joe rogan shtick in there here and there but you're actually learning something i watched um about half of the new edward snowden episode where edward snowden was talking about um basically like corporations and what they're doing what uh certain companies are doing about internet security and how it does or doesn't exist and it was cool to hear it from him because obviously he's more knowledgeable in that field. Say what you will, feel how you feel, if he's a traitor or not. I'm not here to discuss that. I'm saying simply from what he was talking about that I just referenced that I found interesting. And those are the moments that I find informative. Or like the David Blaine episode. I really like the yeah. David Blaine episode because it wasn't so much about Joe Rogan. It was about David Blaine. David Blaine is such a closed-off guy. To hear him actually do a real interview was cool. But then I've watched other episodes where obviously Joe Rogan is descending into his politics and a bunch of that bullshit. And I don't like for me, I don't find any value in that. And I honestly find it at times almost detrimental, I guess, is what I want to say. Uh, there's probably almost. more nuance there. Joe Rogan has, uh, and we've, we've talked about this on this show before, like that's my main problem. We talked about it, like obviously, like, the, the episodes in particular you were talking about, Jay, like, yeah, that sounds interesting. That sounds informative. But then Joe Rogan doesn't fact check. Joe Rogan isn't a journalist. Yeah. And then he has certain people on who are just spreading misinformation. Yeah. And, and like he takes stuff away, too, and he spreads it himself. I actually a few weeks ago when the when the fires were was it in Oregon that um, there was rumors that Antifa had started the fires and he went on his fucking multiple million plus subscriber platform and was spreading that Antifa had started those fires when they didn't. And of course he went on Twitter to apologize and he said, Hey, you know, uh, I, I'd gotten this information. I didn't fact check it. That was on me. I apologize. Of course you can acknowledge that, but not everybody's on Twitter. So people are going to be still taking that information out with them. Yeah. And that's the episode's the still misinformation. there. It's like people are going to hear that. Yeah, Every he's time not going to take that, that down. He's yeah. not going to edit that episode. Right, right. And I know that there's been a huge blowback on Spotify. A lot of the employees are threatening to strike if uh, they don't start editing what he's saying or what he's doing with that podcast. And I think that's a, a completely different topic and a very dangerous thing to be doing as well. But um because well, I know the these guys slippery slope of censorship. But. It is. It is. Yeah. Censorship, I think, is going to be a big issue in this coming year because it's already become an issue this year. But in 2021, I think it's going to be an even bigger issue. Well, it comes but, down to where, where's the line between saying, well, that's censorship and no, we're policing the spread of misinformation. 
it's yeah. it's dude it's fucked up like you look at the like you look at some of the banned book list in public or in children's public libraries uh-huh. and and some libraries fahrenheit 451 was just recently put on the banned list my favorite, like, well, wait, I mean, wait, I understand wait, 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 it being on, on, far too you, you confusing and traumatic irony. for a child, but other than well, that, that's just it. These things are often quite ironic. Like my favorite, and I know there's been multiple like Midwest school districts where the note is like, yeah, they removed To Kill a Mockingbird from their reading list because it makes people uncomfortable. That's the fucking point of the book. Uh-huh. Right. I And part of it, like, I know that a lot of people or not a lot of people, a lot of libraries and districts are choosing to remove books with the n-word in it i i understand the need for that as we're trying to move past that and i understand that that is very hurtful language it's very derogatory language and i'm not excusing it at all i also think it has a place because it shows us a window into what was accepted at that time now i'm not saying we should keep books that are just using that word like a white person calling a person of color that just for the sake of keeping yeah. it in yeah. there like context but, is the most important part yeah right? like you there's been a lot of pushback and word in there yeah there's been and a there's lot of a... pushback against huck finn because yes that too he says that constantly but it it's again it's kind of the point because it's showing how a kid who is so stupid such a dumb little shit that he will call Jim that to his face is also yeah. willing to go out and risk his place in society, his life to help Jim escape. Like it's, it, it's showing how it's you don't need an awful yeah. lot of humanity to know what's right. And it's yeah. like the yeah. context there, I think makes it work that like someone who is like that, okay with you know that language still knowing what's right and and all these you know fine upstanding people like different you know ministers and 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 old ladies that he meets telling him how he's going to hell like like that's still one of my favorite lines in all of american history is him is huck finn saying that i guess i'll go to hell cuz that's yeah. that is yeah. something we need more these days we need people who are willing to go to hell to do the right thing yeah who are willing to do what everyone else says is the wrong thing because they know yeah it is the right thing right i the i i'm gonna tie this back into the original conversation so we can wrap it up and get out of here here shortly but the the detrimental part of that is a lot of these stories are didactic they have a story to tell they have a lesson to be learned here and the moment that you prevent that knowledge is not only the dumbing down of society, that's the that's one less option for someone to learn a, an extremely valuable lesson about themselves and about society in general. And when you start censoring those things, you are a creating a slippery slope. B, you are doing some you are destroying art. You're destroying someone's words their creativity that who they are the essence of who they are and it's not it's not the job i don't believe and maybe i'm wrong here it shouldn't be the job of the author to like completely withhold that from their books 
because it was a sign of the times. It shouldn't be the explicit choice of these districts, of these libraries to remove them. It should be us educating. And by removing those things, those books, those stories from the libraries, it's lazy. It's a Band-Aid on an issue. I guarantee you pulling Huck Finn out of a library hasn't prevented the number of people who say the N-word on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. That is not a person of color. That is not doing the job. That is putting a Band-Aid on the issue. Well, yeah, and it's at the end, turning well, a blind eye to the issue because you'd rather do that than actually have to address yeah, the issue head exactly, on. Exactly. That, exactly. Yeah, that said. You mean we're going to have to talk to kids? No, thanks. It's still a different situation than somehow, for whatever reason, even though you're a normal, you know, middle-of-the-road American, not really political one way or the other, just, you know, in fighting you know a dozen nazis on your show i don't i don't know how they got here like i don't I, like i just feel like they need to be heard well that's the thing at the end of the day morgan morgan has a point that i don't entirely disagree with him and i talked about this privately is that bringing those people on the show you should you should still have an open enough mind to talk with people, to not necessarily agree with them or even try to fully understand them. But in order for us to understand why all these people exist, why all these different perspectives exist, that's the only way we're going to be able to do it is start having conversations or by observing people. Uh, those are the two main ways. And fortunately for Joe Rogan, he's in a place where he can get in touch with people who are specialists in whatever they're doing. Now, at times that's going to invite people like I was talking about, like sleep scientists or David Blaine, who is this uh, magician illusionist, uh, all the things that he is. And then unfortunately it's going to invite these other people who are going to spread in misinformation. And it's not, it's not Joe Rogan's job to, censor what they say but it should be his job to fact check yeah so for no, example that's if, exactly if were, i agree if, about that that's if, that's if if there was if there was any kind of consideration i think there would be like if some if a guest says something they could he could like insert the guest claimed that this happened um or this is occurring uh, upon further analysis and fact check, we found out this is not in fact true. Now, is that going to probably limit the number of guests he can get? Absolutely. But is it doing the right thing? In my mind, yes. A, a platform with millions of people listening, there should be more fact check. But at the same time, that even goes back further to what we were talking about originally with people. If you are getting your news from Joe Rogan and you're not doing your due diligence on further fact-checking what's being said on that show, whether it's sleep science, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, whether it's DMT, because that we all know the memes there that he loves to talk about DMT. If you're not doing your due diligence and you're not using the conversations there as a gateway, then that's on you. And that needs to be something that we need to start looking at in the education system as better educating people on doing 
their due diligence. And that needs to be something that's yeah. passed down through parents and through teachers. Yeah. Not, again, a, a part of the reason why Joe I think Rogan. this falls on Joe Rogan and not the listener is because the guests are the going platform. to, well, A, it's his platform. B, the guests are going to frame it the way they want. They're going to yes. use words that whenever you go to fact check it will only lead to the dog whistles that their side uses. Um, also fair. I mean, you start, you know, you, you Google the great replacement. You're not going to get the fact checks about how it's complete fucking bullshit. You're going get to get a bunch of conspiracy theories as the, you know, the first million hits. Um, and having little, literal fucking dog shit people frame their own narrative about this stuff is really gross. And, and yeah, yeah, like you can't just allow that to sit there on its own. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's like when the news reports, Trump said this as the headline, when the headline should be Trump lied about this. Like it's, you can't report the thing the way someone who is obviously lying is talking about it. It yeah, can't, re- you can't it do that, that because it's just your narrative. Yeah. 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 I, at the end of the day, I can understand both sides of the equation when it comes to uh, Joe Rogan. And I think the final thing we can say here and leave it at that is I'm not going to fault anybody for listening to the show. I'm not going to call anybody a piece of shit if they listen to the show. Um, I'm going to say that there are better places to get your information. Um, but if it brings you joy, that's, that's fine. That's, that's your prerogative. I'm not going to, not going to fault you for that. Um, just hopefully some of the things that are being espoused there are fact-checked by you, the listener, and hopefully, um, in the future that maybe that platform will get a better system to fact-check some of the things that are being said there other than yeah, halfway doing so by correcting it on Twitter. But we'll see. Anyways, we're going to leave it at that. Um, hopefully we don't have to talk about the Joe Rogan podcast or Joe Rogan ever again on this show. Not necessarily because I don't like it, but because I know it will lead to an argument with Morgan and the less arguments we have here. The Morgan better. was weirdly quiet when it came to that today. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good change of pace. Yeah, I thought so, too. All right, well, this is the last thing we have to do before we get out of here. Um, we missed it last week because I was at work training, and the other guys um, obviously we forgot. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I was going to give a much better, more eloquent excuse, but if you want to get down to the truth, Why that's lie? what it is. Hey, there you go. So this is the Patreon shout-outs for September. Um, this will have uh, some current ones now and some who um canceled their patreon membership so if you're hearing your name you're like wait why are you mentioning me it's because you were there for part of the month and of course we still want to you know yeah do no, what we still, promised exactly still appreciate yeah, so all you're of that. owed this mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so really quickly um i i did a pretty easy one this week uh to be honest with you i was i was a little bit uh overwhelmed with trying to play all the games that we were playing this week and some other personal stuff that was going on. So it's going to be a little bit more simple one. I want to give a big, (laughs) I want to give a big shout out to Danny P. Um, 
the biggest Patreon we have right now, dude. Thank you so much for your um, donations every month. I want to thank Dan W. Jay Holbro, who just upgraded his Patreon membership. Gil Beasy, um, thank you guys so much. Um, Bernadette, John, Curtis, and Lisa, and Zach H., thank you guys for being there and supporting us. A lot of these names I'm mentioning right now, um, they're in the higher tiers. They've been here with us since pretty much day one. Uh, thank you guys so much. We have Alexander, Beefy Gamers, Brian P., Ivan, Josh, Justin, Kane, Larissa, Paul, Raul, Ryan R., Stefan, Sai, Zalbi, hopefully I said that correctly, Tawny, and Vince, and Cursive Lie, and Corin Space. Thank you guys so much for being there for us some of the names in there i'm not going to obviously air them out um no longer with us thank you guys for the all the support that you gave us past yeah. present and future even if you're still just subscribed to the show love you guys so much thank you for supporting our dream and um continuing to keep the lights on here and of course i could not forget about my man fletch thank you so much for everything that you guys have done for us whether it's um, supporting us, spreading the word, uh, giving us your hard-earned cash, especially during these turbulent times, everything. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank you. All right. Well, that <laughs> that wraps up the show. Um, let's get out of here. I mean, we had a big, beefy show. What time? What, what are we at time-wise? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Granted, it's not three and a half, but... We had some breaks and stuff in there, but um, three and a half hours. Solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the 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 radio segment, guys, was a lot of fun. It was a lot more fun than I expected to. That was. It was a little bit of a little bit of stress um, at the beginning, like trying to get all these people and figuring out times and making sure everything worked out. But man, it worked out. It was really fun. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to do my idea of giving really bad gaming advice. And then it eventually turned into just giving advice in general <laughs> because we got tired of giving bad advice. But um, I want to thank you to the uh, the four gentlemen who came on the show. I want to thank my hosts. Um, Morgan, I hope if you're hearing this, I hope your child is doing well, even though we'll talk to you privately. I still hope that um, because I want a virtue signal because I'm that kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, love nice, you, the listener. Such a nice guy. <laughs> uh -huh. For everyone to see. Uh, but we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for continuing to support us. Uh, just one more quick. If you want to support us, head over to swordchomp.com where you can catch everything. The Patreon, Rich's Reviews, all of our podcasts. We have four awesome podcasts and uh, we have a merch store there. We just got some new designs up if you guys want to check those out. And we will be back for another show next week. And this is uh, your temporary host. Kenneth. No, I'm just kidding. This is uh, Shay signing off of 69.9 Sword Chomp Radio. The Rock. The Cock. The Rock Hard Cock. I don't like this. Don't do that voice, man. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> there you go.